Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everybody. What's Hi, up? Hi, Dan. The episode hasn't started yet. Uh-huh. We're sitting here talking we just wanted to let the listeners know that something happened while we were recording. <laughs> Dan got his period. I, got, I became a man. Finally. Uh, something happened technically on yeah. the computer uh, while we were recording the 90210 yes segment at the end of the episode. And some audio may be skippy. Yeah. You might not be able to hear some words. Uh-huh. Uh, we fun. can't really do anything about it. Most of it's okay. There's just a little bit here and there. Yeah, it just it's happened not a, your phone a handful of times. Internet connection. No, it's yeah. yeah, it's it's not your fault. Yeah. It's not. So just a heads up. Enjoy it's not it. Your fault. It's not your fault. Enjoy it. Otherwise, and uh, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> and. Uh, I keep wanting to say dilly, but nobody will know yeah, what that no means. Until the end of the episode. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No. Uh, enjoy episode 177 of See You Next Wednesday. Brought to you by Modern Superior. It's Greg, fault. Dan, and Casey. Enjoy this episode of See You Next Wednesday <laughs> podcast. Which is starting. Right. In now. I wanted Greg to say it so that we would have all done one. <laughs> fucking brain. Dead. Everybody has turned off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to episode 177 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on Wednesday, August 12th, 2015. My name is Dan Gorman. Believe me, I tied my shoes once. It was a very overrated experience. <laughs> my name is Casey Lyons, and am I the only one that's normal around here? Huh, look at that horse. That horse is brown as hell. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Greg Legro, and before you criticize a man, walk a mile in his shoes. That way, when you do criticize him, you'll be a mile away and have his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we have tons of stuff to talk about this week. Two of us saw the latest superhero film, Fantastic Four, while one of us stayed at home and watched the unreleased superhero film, Fantastic Four. Uh, We listened to an album by the band Viet Cong. We will roll for movies next week, and Greg will walk us through an episode of Season 3 of Beverly Hills 90210 in 
90210 yeah relay mm. but if you would like to follow us on the internet please rate and review us on itunes it is very nice if you do that please tell all of your friends about us in real life and please go to modernsuperior.com where you can comment and on if, the episodes if itself. you don't want to tell all your friends about us Tell most of your friends yeah. about us. Just a few. Yeah. You're just Mo- none of the dummies. Yeah. yeah, don't tell the dummies. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh. our thing. <laughs> yeah, we're the dumb ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So do all of those things. Follow us at SYNWPC on Facebook and Twitter. And yeah, let's uh, get into it. We usually start the show with some shout outs. If there have been some, which there have, uh, uh, I wanted to shout out our friend Tony. Uh, mm. who commented on our previous episode about Lady Gaga and electronic music. And I want to say, first of all, thank him for commenting on both this show and Time Bandit so often. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to say, he starts his message with, please feel free to discount anything I say about music. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes on to talk about a, a lot of great points about Lady Gaga, and he also talked a bit about how he's into techno and house music and stuff. Right. And I wanted to say, I'm not going to discount, man. I love hearing about stuff. Stuff that maybe we don't get into usually, but also I love a lot of electronic music. I just don't talk about it a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, so and I hate a lot of it, but I also realize that my hating it sort of uh, excludes me from. Uh, well, I mean, we can judge it on the show all we want because it's our fucking show and we'll do what we want. <laughs> but uh, but I realize that my my like I, I just don't have an entry into it because uh, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. But and that's, that's fine. The, yeah, that's yeah. not the be all and end all of that music. Yeah. So no. I, I responded to Tony on our uh, Modern Superior comment threads with a couple electronic artists that I dig right now, and and I just wanted to say, uh, don't uh, discount what you say, man. I think I think Tony's awesome. Yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah. Tony's uh, Tony does. And uh, I like Tony all the feedback on the music from totally. Him. It's, he's like the only guy who really writes back to us about music. It's great. Totally. No, there's another dude. No, there's a couple. Yeah, yeah. there's a but, few. So consistently though, he, he's a consistent yeah, he's, like he more is. than one. I yeah. don't know if anyone else is like more than one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. John Watson commented and he said, I may have missed it in an older episode, but any of have any of you guys watched Big Ass Spider on Netflix? I need to know if someone else found it as entertaining as I did or if I should stop mixing beer and whiskey when I watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I keep seeing it on there. Though. And before it came out, I was like... This was before Shark, Sharknado and all of those types of movies where, you know, the the ironic schlock movie was still yeah. new. Yeah. And I was like, uh, oh, this this looks like it might be a rollicking good time. Yeah. <laughs> but then it came out and I was like... I don't need to see this. Eh. But yeah. I did actually hear that it was really good. That's what I heard so as well. I started it one night and then I didn't even make it through the credits. I'm like, I'm not doing this right now. Yeah. I'm not I'm sober and I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the time to watch. You're like, and that spider's ass isn't all that big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this spider looks like he's be doing crunches or <laughs> yeah. something. CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing with those glutes? Yeah. Spider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well thank you for those comments. Keep yeah. the comments coming. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Yeah. We love it. C-Y it's fucking terrific. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into the itty bitty tidbit committee where we talk about movies we have watched, uh, yeah. movie news, news and and more. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, is there anything that you guys want to bring up? Yeah, I yeah. saw something. Oh yeah, oh. I saw the South Korean uh, trailer for uh, Star Wars Seven: The Force Awakens. Awakens, and uh, it had about. A millisecond of a new footage. A millisecond of new footage. Mm. And I was very excited. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, when I was at, I was at the theater today to see Fantastic Four, and they showed the Star Wars trailer there, and I was like, 
You've yeah. seen this 50,000 times. Yeah. I saw it at the screen. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. I saw it off the top of Ant-Man. Yeah. And and it was in 3D. And I was like, every time. Yeah. I saw that everybody. Every time. Every time. I saw that everybody was like releasing articles about like, there's a new like second in this trailer. And I was like, I'm not even going to bother. But I do like that trailer in and of itself. Yeah, but I wasn't like I'm so excited. I need to see this second. The funny mm. thing is, it's like literally it's one second of of new footage, and it's just sort of like a reverse shot of footage of, you've seen. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, and it, then it's, it's like looking all, over all the like a, like a shit ton of yeah. uh, stormtroopers and whatnot. Um, and uh, let me tell you something about the sentence I'm saying. Right, <laughs> yeah, now. it has an ending. <laughs> I'm not sure that it does, man. I'm worried about this one. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. But it's all the other footage that I've seen just cut in a different order. A diff- yeah. Did it for me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right on. I was like, I've never seen that shot beside that shot before. <laughs> you know, they're showing uh, Turkish Star Wars down at the Carlton. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. They're doing a, a couple of those. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're and showing Shocking, shocking dark. dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking dark. of going to that, but it is a, it's, it's like a midnight 1130 showing or something, and I was yeah. like, I don't go to movies that, that late anymore. <laughs> I don't go to anything <laughs> I, that I late want, anymore. I really want to, because they're they've programmed a lot of good shit. Oh, they're it's playing great, pieces. Man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I was they just like showed Monster Squad. Yeah, yeah, because they're doing right. all, the a whole thing called Cool Kids at the yeah, Carlton. Yeah. It's like eighties kids. Yeah, movies. Monster Squad, yeah. Goonies, Labyrinth, yeah. Neverland oh, Story. That's good stuff. Yep, totally. They're you know they're compensating for all the pee and terribleness of that place by <laughs> yeah. at least screening good movies. Totally. <laughs> it's, like, a, it's, like a, it's a it's a draw at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh mm-hmm. man, um, I was trying to think of news. I didn't news? write any there's news. news. I know I I put a bunch on the Facebook, but I didn't write any down. Well, yeah, there's that was news. Stupid. There was a Deadpool trailer. That was oh, pretty big yes. this week. Yeah, was, yeah. There's yeah. the Deadpool trailer Did and you guys it's, watch uh, Red Band compatriot. Yeah, the Red right. Band one. Yeah, yeah I, didn't I, watching I watched them both of them. Red Band. Yeah, I watched them both as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. What do you guys think of this Deadpool trailer? I think it looks fun. I'm not a huge Deadpool Not guy? that I have a problem with the character. I'm just not... I've just never been a big reader of the character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looks... It looks fun, man. I don't know. It's I don't know why Colossus is in it, but that's just me being a comic book nerd. I'm like, these guys aren't, don't do things together. This isn't a thing. You're just holding on to rights and whatever. But, yeah. he looks but Colossus, like Colossus looks like Colossus. He looks the most like Colossus that we've seen so far, because the last one was just fucking good. Well, wait until I talk about the 1994 version of Phantom. Ooh. Four. Oh. Um... <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It looks like a lot of fun, man. It did, like, I think it looks it's fun. Be unique, I think. I gotta say, I think I'm already bored of the whole Deadpool thing. <laughs> I I don't know that I like Ryan Reynolds. I don't, uh-huh. like like uh, I'm not sure that I like Ryan Reynolds in general. I think yeah. I might be. I think they're pushing kind of done with his jovial, uh, kind of. Like, smarmy smarminess. Mm-hmm. I think they're really pushing. I don't hate him. I just don't want to see him. Okay. I feel like they're really trying to shove the like this is it's a funny one because it, like right now you need to differentiate differentiate yourself in the superhero like genre yeah, from yeah. what your movie looks like and and I and they are definitely playing up the like we're acknowledging that he was in a bad one we're like making like with the him 
dancing to the song before he goes into the action scene. It's like we're making sure that everybody knows this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. Which I'm not against. I think it looks fun. But yeah. I but, but I am sort of like they're they're aggressively double downing on that like aspect of it it feels like. But also they're really kind of they seem to be aggressively pushing the sort of like meta world of like hey this character knows that the actor playing him was in the green lantern movie and he's gonna make a joke about it yeah well that's how the comics are written though like yeah he he breaks the fourth wall like he knows that he's in a comic book okay i didn't know that yeah yeah so Uh, i mean i've never actually read a a comic book like a a deadpool comic uh but i have seen panels on on, you know in many different uh, incarnations on the internet and yeah so I think I I think I get it, and I feel like I get the tone of the movie, and I feel like I would like it a little more if it wasn't Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm like game like for Alan it. Alda or something, or oh, at least <laughs> Alan Alda, I would Alan love Arkin, it was Alan Alda. Uh, an Alan of some sort. Yeah, anyone yeah. named Alan. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm game for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it looks fun. Totally. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Uh, People were upset that Bill Murray is going to be in the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, uh, a person. Yeah, well, but I saw a lot of that on the internet. Yeah, there yeah, a lot no, of that. So, so, did, so did I. It's very um, divided thing. Yeah, and I was surprised by my reaction of it, which was like, uh, oh, oh yeah, that's what right. mine was too. Here, listen, everyone who's mad uh, and saying like, why would he just do one of the talking shit and stuff? The now it can't and it's this. Yeah. Well, I don't think he wanted to commit to something where he had to be Peter Venkman again. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, he doesn't have to be Peter Venkman and he can just show up and be like, Pfft. exactly. Because he's really likes working with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. He's a big fan of Kristen Wiig, which he's gone on record saying before they had cast this movie, he thought the two of them should be in it. Yeah. So maybe he wants to go hang out with people yeah. he likes and not have the pressure of being <laughs> and, Peter Venkman. I, and, and, but maybe I, I don't know though because he's Bill Murray, fucking back off. Let him do what he wants. Yeah. But also, he, yeah, he's Bill. Are you Bill Murray? Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> Shut up. Unless you're listening. Hi, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he likes unless, doing... Unless you're listening. Bill Murray. You are Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's done before this kind of cameo. Like, Where he was Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. like like in Zombieland. Yeah. So he, yeah. he, he does... Sh- he, he has Sean shined in these kinds of shows up and makes a little Bill Murray moment in a yeah. movie before. So it's not unsurprising. It's not surprising I, to be like... I wonder if he's not going to be Peter Venkman because they say Dan Aykroyd's back as well. Yeah, yeah. The cab driver who ain't afraid of no ghost. There was, I'm sorry? Yeah. Oh, you haven't heard the thing? <laughs> no. Oh. The scene is like Dan Aykroyd's a cra- cab driver, and he's like all New York-y. And he's like, I ain't afraid of no ghost. And Crystal Meg's like, that's a double negative. That means you are afraid of ghosts. Oh. <laughs> I can see that joke working if it's done, if it's, it's fine, yeah. But now that it's just gone around the internet so much, when it lands in the movie, we'll all be, we'll all be like, "Yeah, there are." Yep, that's what I, I read. Think it, it is weird that I didn't I didn't know that that Why much information was out. People let people just speculate for Yeah, but also there was an article on Birth Movies Death uh, about what people were saying. Bill Murray. Like somebody had the, apparently in one of the versions of the scripts, there's a character that was written that said like Bill Murray type or uh, this is like basically alluded to that this character would this bit part would be Bill Murray. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. I don't remember what the article said it was because I didn't read it because I didn't want to spoil all this shit. Because mm-hmm. why the fuck do I need to know? I like. Yeah. I, I get that the news that he's in it is like, let's talk about it. Like, that's cool. And maybe people will get excited. But. I don't need to know the joke that Dan Aykroyd's no. going to say. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, this, is, this is one of the ones I'm kind of steering clear of. And I'm not 100% sure if it's because I don't want it to be spoiled or if it's because I don't care enough. 
But uh, but either way, I'm just like I see like Ghostbuster news, and I'm like, eh. yeah. Well, the news cycle on anything Ghostbusters has just been turning for so long with all of the yeah, talks yeah. over the years of it's a new. We're going to do one every year. Somebody said something, and we looked into what they said, and we read into it. Now we say there might be a new one. Like, yeah. I am tired of the news cycle, but I am excited about the new one i'm like i can't i'm looking forward to yeah seeing it. now now I, I feel like i'll go in see to see it expecting something i don't know what yet yeah yeah but i don't care enough to uh to to learn that much about it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. guys i'm complicated <laughs> um tom hardy may headline 100 bullets comic book movie yeah dc yeah. vertigo uh adaptation yeah, that's cool man i yeah. recognized the name Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. <laughs> that was Greg. It. Yes. What's a uh, hundred bullets? It's a comic. Book. <laughs> it's a comic book from DC. Hey, it's about a couple so pounds. Adult comics. It's violent. It's not all fucking. Uh, yeah. It's not superhero-y. It's just based on a uh, not. It's not a graphic novel. It was an ongoing series. Yeah. Um. And that's super cool. This is the the probably if you're gonna start mining good comic books because I feel like we're running out of superhero stories. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great works to go to that don't involve. Uh, for people being fantastic or yeah. not, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is great. And Tom Hardy's awesome. It's Were you referring to, to a specific movie or no. just generally? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've okay. seen plenty Hulk. of movies about four ah, people. Right. <laughs> and ever love and hope, 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 hope. Every gamma race. That's the best song in the fucking world. I love that. Didn't we talk about that a long time ago and then like research what they were actually saying? Yeah, we yeah, did. I, I could so. never understand the. Doc Bruce Banner Felted by Gamma Rays Turns into the Hulk Pretty hot Gamma Rays (laughs) And ever loving Hulk (laughs) 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 I can just try and sing that song all day Oh, for two hours of a podcast Hey, well, we've got the time Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. we'll do what we want Oh my god Uh (laughs) Was there any other news? uh, Hey guys, do I look like an evil podcaster With with your your kitty over there? Yeah yeah, a little. Well, <laughs> Casey's got Frank like in a Dr. Claw kind of situation. Yeah. 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 Mm. All right. Yep. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Anywho. Uh, there was uh, other uh, comic booky stuff going on. Yeah. There's major, major rumors now that uh, the villain in the first Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie is going to be Craven. Yeah. Okay. Craven the Hunter. Uh, which I don't is, know who it was on Twitter or on Facebook. Somebody made a joke about it being uh, Clavin the Hunter, <laughs> and it was like Cliff Clavin, and I laughed a great deal. <laughs> um, and that's cool, uh, which makes me think they're gonna they would be doing Craven's Last Hunt, which is the greatest Craven story because there aren't many good ones. He was a really, like, goofy-ass character at first. Because if you Google what he looks like, he looks silly. He's a guy with, like, a lion fucking vest thing on. Yeah, he looks like, really dumb. Yeah, it's from a different era of villains where he was like, ha, 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 I'm yeah. the hunter! You know, <laughs> really stupid shit. Like, uh, like I don't know. But they did they some, you know, uh, they just got this inspiring story to take him in and make him fucking terrifying. And it was maybe the best Spider-Man story I've read. E- easily one of the top, you know, 10 or 20 comic book story arcs I've ever read. It's so great. If they're smart, maybe they'll introduce Craven and do away with him and then like build your series arc around this because this could be a thing where you really launch Spider-Man away from the Avengers and he's a young guy, right? The Craven story is so dark and fucked up, it'd be a great one to kind of transfer Peter into a man. 
because uh, I don't know, he, well, he buries him alive. It's yeah. fucked up. Um, and they are that's saying exciting. they're trying to go for that kind of yeah. coming of age thing. I've been, that sounds just like the John Hughes angle they've been talking about. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember remember when Judd Nelson buried Molly Ringwald alive? Oh, hilarious! <laughs> oh man, that sure taught me a thing or two about puberty. Yeah. Uh, if you've never read uh, Craven's Land, Last Hunt, get the trade paperback. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so good. The artwork by Mike Zeck in that is just beautiful. Um, hopefully, this means that the rumors of Jason Biggs playing Scorpion are not real. <laughs> are just a uh, hilarious joke. This is a stupid... Unless he's going to masturbate that tail. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the connection is here. Into a pie. Why anyone would think that he is going to be the Scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> what, what in the fuck? What Are you fucking kidding me? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Alan Alda would make more sense here. <laughs> uh, uh, although Alan Alda would be a lot better as Vulture. For sure. But are, the, but then they're talking about Billy Zane, Billy Zane. as Vulture, and yeah. I love that. That's great. I want that to happen. That's great. Although, as I that. mentioned in the thread, I, I, I'm still... The Larry uh, David. Dissatisfied that it's not Larry David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. From that like short little part on Curb Your Enthusiasm when he's acting in that Scorsese, Scorsese movie, movie. Yeah. he's genuinely great. Yeah. He's a fucking great actor. I don't yeah. know why they don't actually put him in things. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has like a million dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Billions of dollars. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't like things where there's a script. Yeah. <laughs> How awkward is this superhero movie going to be? Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to think I have a boner at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's a tight suit. Yeah. He, uh, he gets a vulture boner. <laughs> I don't know who or what is thinking possibly of Jason Biggs being Scorpion. That's terrible. You know who Scorpion is, right? You know what he looks like. And- uh, well, yeah, because he's a guy in a suit, right? Like, he's not yeah, like a, a suit, but it's like he's a big, scary yeah. fucking dude. Like, like, it's a huge suit. It's like picture Jason Biggs in any article of clothing. Uh-huh. I, I don't Trying like, to be scary. <laughs> I don't it's like just, picturing Jason Biggs. I know. He's the fucking worst, man. He's the worst. Fuck this shit. Jason Biggs is the scorpion. I just like they're just they're just trying to ruin comic book movies. Yeah, I don't uh, like Jason Biggs as an actor, let no. alone as an actor in something. <laughs> Go act, but don't don't film it. Yeah, Ugh. not in anything. Disgusting. <laughs> anything else in the comic book I realm? Think that's it for comic books. Okay, really. uh, but yeah, if they if they do Craven right, you you could really have something special. Yeah, seriously Craven. special. Yeah, I saw there was more uproar about the gem and the holograms thing. Because they released a new robot in it, right? Yeah, which is the whatever it's called. (laughs) What's the name of that synergy? What's it called? Synergy. Yeah, Yeah, that's her earring, right? Mm, Yeah, yeah. In the movie, it's well, no, I didn't watch the new trailer. Synergy in the old one is like the big like like piano hologram, right? But she doesn't she like with her earring. Well, her earring in the trailer for the new one does play into the synergy thing. Oh, well, that's something. Yeah, yeah. My my thing is. So is that something? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Point. I don't care because this movie's not. Again, it's just like oh, so many people are like, you can't make synergy a little robot, and I was like, who fucking cares that yeah. this thing that you liked is turned into That's something? That's the last thing for I'll, someone else. They've already <sighs> taken the whole thing of what this. Pro, uh, product is and fucked it up enough. Yeah, it's just a, a movie a with a similar point. name, and it has to do with a band. And yeah. there's a hologram with the synergy thing. Yeah. I don't fucking care that no. it's not your gem. The Misfits are not in this. They are no. not going to get her. No. They're not? No. I don't think so. Well, their at least songs they aren't even better because they don't exist. Their songs are going to be better. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm just like, man, I'm I sure. love that. I, I love that aspect of the whole thing. That there was a band that was yeah. like, we are the misfits. I'll talk about better. Because like better than who's like better Everybody's? specifically than Jem. Yeah. Because that, then you're just being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> They're the best. It's yeah. like that better than Ezra band. Totally. Oh, uh, that's what it is. Our songs yeah. are better than Ezra songs. Yeah. <laughs> they were better than Ezra cover bands. <laughs> well, when they started their band, they were friends with a band who was just named Ezra. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Like, we're better like, than Ezra. Yeah. I feel like we're better than Ezra. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. As, <laughs> as always, I I'm just still you I'm at like, like cameo. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm still at peak like not caring anymore about anybody fucking being disappointed with any kind of adaptation. Like yeah. like not at adap- any adaptation, but it's like okay, they're clearly doing something new with this property for a new generation of teenagers that isn't the person that grew up on this show. So who, yeah. f- like, if I see one more tweet about, like, how could they do this? Like, I don't fucking care. Like, yeah. when did Jem like, come out? Jem was playing in, like, 85, right? 85, I think 86. So, yeah. I think like it was late 80s, like 86, 87 I was, I was, no, I was watching him. I was living in Florida before I moved to Canada, so... That was like 85, 86. So it started then at least. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it went longer. Yeah. Then. Yeah. But so that means if you were watching it, you're probably like over 35. Yeah. So this movie isn't for you. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And thank goodness. Yeah. Well, or, or <laughs> if you are over 35 and this movie is for you. <laughs> You, you just get as cranky just, as you want. Yeah. You go ahead, buddy. I think for me, as an outsider Things from this... didn't work out for you. <laughs> like, I've look been at, waiting. Uh, looking in on the outside of this, like, uh, I just feel like the thing to have a side eye about this, about this, like, adaptation is, like, it's directed by a guy, written by a guy, like... a for a property that is supposed to be for teenage like girls and it's like the trailers make it look like it's going to be like an empowering kind of friendship thing it's like why uh, wasn't this movie made with women behind it and i feel like that's what i'd be like why are they like john chu who who has made like some of the most testosterone movies oh i don't know who that is he's the guy that did he's done like fast and furious movies oh, he's done okay. a couple of the dance movies he's doing this yeah oh because oh, he did the dance movies then probably yeah. that's why i don't know i don't think that you can you know no, everyone but, praises paul feig for being uh, oh totally good at making movies for but for this ladies. just seems like a property that would benefit from like a female touch. a female touch. at least maybe a writer or somebody yeah. in part of the creative control of it yeah maybe that's why it doesn't make any fucking sense it doesn't look like gem yeah you know never saw it uh, just watch the Bigfoot uh, cartoon yeah. and change the channel. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah, Bigfoot monster truck cartoon. I had yeah. a sweet Bigfoot uh, monster truck game. Yeah. Like a board game. Sweet. A board game about monster trucks. Well, it was just, it was basically like, it was like a cardboard thing and there were like little like cardboard mountains and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I so remember that. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. You, and then, and then and just you, like little trucks. So yeah. you didn't play the game. No, you just yeah. drove you just the trucks like, rawr, rawr, rawr. Yeah. and you destroyed the cardboard yeah. and then you were like, game over. <laughs> I, miss, I win. I miss the era of board games about things that shouldn't be board games because <laughs> I, I had Pac-Man the board game. <laughs> yeah. Which was like a Pac-Man maze with like a million little marbles and then you actually like had these little Pac-Mans that you and ran you over the marbles. Up, you had to like, like scoop up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like like this is so not a fun way to play back there, there was a Cubert one too yeah and I had a and, Zaxxon and it was all one. like um, 
hey, this is a game based on Qbert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on the, it's like the video game, but much less fun. Yeah. Well, I had Zaxxon, which was. Do like, you like the vid- do you like video games? It was but- too exciting for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's slow Qbert down. <laughs> Yeah, it's for the, the kids who got seizures when they played uh, <laughs> video games. Yeah, yeah, Zaxxon was like an isometric ship flying game, and there's a board game that I have where you just like roll your die, move your ship. It's like this is not fun. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's it's just another fucking board game. Yeah. But it's like ooh, it's shaped like something I remember. Yeah. Nowadays we get board games based off things that shouldn't be board games, like Words with Friends, which is just Scrabble, but branded off of an app. Oh, seriously? Yeah. There's a board game? There's a Words with Friends Friends board game. It just looks like the app, and it's Scrabble. I don't even like playing Words with Friends, the app, because it just feels like it's ripping off Scrabble. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Remember Scrabble? We rebranded it. Yeah. (laughs) What a bummer. I have a Tetris uh, board game as well, although it's more of... It's like a Connect Four kind of dropping game, so it makes sense. Oh, man. I love love some uh, Connect Four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty sneaky, sis. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. Yep. Did you guys watch anything this week? Yeah. Yeah. Because I did, too. I did want to Me mention too. something before we get to that part of it. Okay. Last week when we were talking about Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah. And we were talking about those sweet movies you made with Billy Blanks. Totally. One of my favorite things about Tough and Deadly, because I had it on VHS there yeah. at work, um, is... <laughs> His name in it, Roddy Piper, his character's name is Elmo Freach. That's so good. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> Elmo Freach. Freach? F-R-E-E-C-H. Can I get a spelling on that? Yeah. <laughs> F-R-E-E-C-H. Uh. And I was always like, amazing. That's yeah. some, someone came up with that name. Freach. I know, what's yeah. my action guy going to be called? El- yeah, Freach. <laughs> Elmo Freach. <laughs> is it going to be like a, like a car? It goes, Freach! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I action thought that packed. was... Fun and hilarious. <laughs> the only name that's better than uh, Steven Seagal in oh, um, uh, Out for Justice, yeah. Gino Fellino. Gino Fellino. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. <laughs> hey, Steven, what do you want your name to be in this? I don't know. Uh, Gino Fellino, blah, 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 blah. I'll take those first two words and just ignore <laughs> yeah. the rest of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> take, any, take any part of that that I just said and make yeah. it. <laughs> um, speaking of action movies... I watched an action film this week mm-hmm. called Quiet Cool. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I told you guys, you got to watch it. Uh, yeah. you, and you got to watch it. I will. Um, this yeah, w- who is it? This is, um, let me get it up here. I'm going to blank on the name. Uh, James Remar, I believe, right? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, so this is a movie about James Remar who plays a like unhinged kind of New York cop. There was something about the IMDb uh, synopsis that I read and that just made me laugh to no end. Well, it's about uh, James Remar. He's a cop. And in the opening scene that I sent to you guys, did you guys watch that? No. Okay, you guys have to watch this. The opening scene is like we got to establish him as a crazy cop. So he's like driving around on his little motorcycle and uh, a guy steals a, a purse on and this guy is on roller skates and he steals a purse so he chases this guy on roller skates with his motorcycle down into the subway onto a subway car with his motorcycle yes (laughs) and then he gets him by the belt and like whips him off the end of a pier at the end of the scene it is the most amazing opening wonderful did you watch this on youtubes uh i think it is on youtubes Um, cool this is what made me laugh is it uh described as Joe D- Delan, I guess his name is, is a plain clothes NYC cop with yeah. a badge. 
and a robust personality. Oh, weird. <laughs> well, it's about basically he gets a call from like his ex-girlfriend because there's these like pot like growing asshole punk guys in the in the woods in her small town and they've like killed her nephew or or brothers. Did you say pot growing? Yeah. I totally thought you said hot. Hot These growing hot, punks. Like growing hot. punks. <laughs> they're, they're, they're hot. They're not yet fully mature, no, but, but they're, they're growing. growing. Over know, the course of the film. Up. They are getting bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're drinking milk. James Remar teams up with this guy like Joshua who survived an attack up by these guys. He's like a survivalist kind of teenager to like seek revenge. And it's kind of a, like a Western setup. I think it's slightly um, based on uh, fuck, not not giant. Oh fuck, there's a Western. I think it's very loosely based on, uh-huh. but it's so so good, and it balances like the kind of amazingly bad, uh, like ridiculous shit, like the the opening with yeah. like quiet tension. It kind of dips down in the middle of the yeah. movie. It gets a little slow, but the finale of this film is so amazing it is just like the the thing that happens at the end of this movie i was yelling in my basement alone when i was watching i was like what 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 is that it's everybody needs to watch this if you like 80s action movies yeah i really want to do it for video vengeance but it does have a big dip in the middle because it becomes like a a, like a slow revenge kind of like they're in the woods like waiting around setting traps thing Uh but they're the the scenes that are that are good in this movie are fucking oh i can't wait to watch it again yeah man yeah sweet oh so it's like a real repeat watch it's a oh i wanted to watch it again as soon as it finished I want yeah. that. So right Quiet on. Cool, 1986. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so fun. It's it's from New Line Cinema around the time that New Line Cinema was really fucking putting out some cool shit like Critters in the Hidden. Yeah. It's from that, oh, right, it's yeah. from that era oh, of New man. Line. So, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. What did you guys watch? Well, I watched, uh, oh, just real quick. I've just been sort of like when you want to throw something on, I've just been rewatching old episodes of Parks and Rec. Oh, And yeah. I saw an episode that was... Uh, like pretty heavily written by and you could tell a lot of pissed off was in there written uh, by Harris Whittle yeah. and it made me very sad yeah because yeah. it was crazy funny yeah yeah and that and that bumps me out but I watched a movie on uh, on Dan Gorman's recommendation oh. that was a movie called Welcome to Me oh yes because I reviewed that for Film Roulette hmm. uh, yes yeah and I watched that and I thought it was I thought performances were great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought it really suffered. I thought it was really underdirected. Uh, I think that it was like that that because the script was fine. Um, I just feel like the director didn't really uh, didn't give enough importance to to what Kristen Wiig was doing. Yeah. And I thought Kristen Wiig was fucking amazing. Oh, so I good. think everybody should see it, like, for her. Yeah. Uh, she was she was. But what fantastic. do you mean, like, I how? just thought it was, the, the direction was really utilitarian. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Um, but I, I like, thought, I kind of liked that. See. I don't know why. I just, I, I thought that it would have really benefited, benefited, <laughs> from like a more stylistic kind of take or? Not even necessarily more stylistic, okay. although I do, I did keep thinking if this felt a little more Paul Thomas Anderson-y, 
I, I I might take it a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. Like just and a, it's so easy to make his movies. Uh, uh, <laughs> just, he he does it really he does good it all, the all the time. <laughs> um, like, I'll just make movies as good as P.T. Anderson. Come on, like he or it. Yeah, it just it just felt like it wasn't given enough importance. I can understand that. I felt like I liked it because. I felt like the subject matter being about somebody like with mental illness and stuff, I liked that it was really grounded in a very like plain kind of like look and setting and stuff. I liked that it was so out of the way a direction. It, it almost, for my tastes, when I was watching the movie, like that almost led the importance to what she was doing because it was so like oh this is, this feels real to me because this isn't like, I, I almost felt like the lack of direction brought me in by making me feel like it was more real in a weird way and i think that there's a way to do that and i think someone like spike jones does that really good but i feel like this felt like a tv movie okay um like i feel like it was just like okay i'm gonna set up the this shot and these two actors are in this shot so are the two actors in the shot all right let's do this (laughs) And, and i feel like it really took away from from yeah, from what Kristen Wiig was doing, which was really, um, uh, I don't want to say brave because it makes me feel well, gross. The word that popped in my mind when you said that was like fearless and yeah, brave, yeah, yeah, like and and because it's a crazy so, line to to be walking, yeah, to be like doing the kind of stuff that fits into a movie that wouldn't get into what this movie's getting to because it kind of has that because it's like related to the Apatow like world right so it's like with all these people it's like you think it's going to be like that and sometimes it is but then when it's not you're like oh my god yeah yeah like it 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 felt like it wanted to straddle a line that I, I didn't think it should it's a fine movie I think people should definitely see it yeah I just that that's my one kind of problem with it yeah. And also it just seemed like people just woven like it, it, it was a movie where the the screenwriter really wrote one character. But just one character. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone else was there just sort of to service that one character and it would have been nice yeah. if those other characters were a little more fleshed out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll check mm-hmm. that out. Uh-huh. I'm curious. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Oh. What I, else? Uh, I went to the movie theaters. Oh, uh, yeah. We went and saw something that wasn't a part of Film Roulette. Which yeah. Nice to have a little extra time. I went and saw the uh, Joel Edgerton directed film, oh, uh, the, Gift. the Gift. I'm dying to see this. Yeah. Uh, Joel Edgerton and uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, I don't think I've heard a bad word about this movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah. It's. I really liked the first half. Yeah, like a fuck ton. It's so so good. Was right into it, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't hold. It just doesn't hold on. the The tension kind of dribbles out, and the climax is sort of like, okay, we'll do this. Um, not that it's not a bold choice at the end. <laughs> There's definitely a choice made. Yeah. Um, but it just for ah, I don't know. It just didn't land with me the whole time. And uh, the performances are all very good. Joel Edgerton's terrific, as he always is. Um, and Jason Bateman is... Uh, he's Jason Bateman, you know. There's not like... Yeah, he really does the one thing. Yeah, but I like that thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it seemed like in the trailer like they were going to push him to some edges. Did, yeah. Does he get he there? Had or? Some, he had some... Uh, 
a little more aggressive scenes, but I, look, he's really good in it. He's really steady. He's locked into the guy he's doing, which is just like a different version of what we're used to. Okay. But, um, it was good, and he, he he's a wonderful centerpiece. You know, you can uh, generally always find him interesting, so yeah. it's yeah. fine that he's not stretching too far. Right. <clears throat> but I think little movies like this and... Um, uh, what was the movie that he directed? Uh, the Spelling Square? Uh, oh, the F word? Uh, the F word. Yeah. Little oh, things I thought you were talking about Joel Egerton. No, Bad Words. Bad Words. Yeah. The F word was... Uh, uh, right. That, uh, the Canadian movie. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, where he gets a little chance here and there to stretch a bit, I think will get him to a point where he could probably do something pretty solid dramatically. Yeah. He's not there yet, though, but it's fine. Rebecca Hall is really the lead of this movie, and she's terrific in it. Who's old Becky H again? Uh, she's the lead in this movie. Okay, I'm sorry. Really terrific in it. <laughs> I was not paying attention, and uh, you called me on it. <laughs> uh, she's, what is she in? She's in The uh, the Prestige. She's in The Town, which okay, yeah. still we haven't watched. <laughs> yeah, I got so yelled at yeah, for not having seen Look, that. <laughs> I've got it waiting for me at home. She was in Terrible Transcendence. Oh, um, yeah. She was in Iron Man 3. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, the brunette in that. Uh, oh, Tony Stark. Of the movie and, huh? <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. I don't know. Have you ever heard him? Yeah. yeah. I liked her goatee in that. <laughs> um, and yeah, she really is the the, the lead of this movie. Uh, it's really the best thing about this is the script is not bad, but the direction is really really fucking good. Yeah. Edgerton's got a great eye, and he definitely wasn't you know just kind of flipping around and relying on jump scares and yeah. stupid shit like there's a really nice atmosphere and uh choices made as directors the first half of the movie particularly most of the scenes happen where you start in the environment and then the action comes to you in that room which gives you this weird like voyeuristic kind of feel yeah. to it and it makes the uh, the environment really feel part of the story because you see the house empty a lot and you're the only one looking at it and then the action walks into it, you know. Yeah. The conversation starts outside of the room and comes in, and it happens um, multiple times. So it's definitely for a reason. Yeah. Um, oh, so it, it's not just like, uh, this is the thing that I do as a director. No, no, because it, it, it's not, uh, it, and it only really happens with uh, Jason Bateman and Rebecca Hall. You don't really get it with the other characters yeah. too much. It, it's, it's just with them. You kind of feel this weird alien thing about their relationship yeah. or you're watching it from afar or something it's it's interesting yeah so it's and that's set up cool a, like, like a, a really movie about a guy that's kind of doing that right like kind the of yeah so it, there's a weird there's a there's a twist and some stuff going on i don't want to really get into yeah. it I, check it out it's worth seeing it's an interesting movie i think it doesn't it's not a perfect movie uh but it's really worth a watch and it yeah. has some wonderful scenes in it and it also has some shit that just is like well if you'd connected all these dots though you'd have a much better movie or a stronger resolution because the ending feels again it's it they made a strong choice yeah <laughs> for the ending <laughs> yeah but you just didn't. Was it like the the uh, ending of the other movie called The Gift, where he's been dead for thirty <laughs> years? You're too hard on that ending. I yeah. like that movie a lot. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, have you guys seen Joel Edger- Edgerton's The The Square? No, no. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. watch that. Another movie, movie so he good. directed. Yeah. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. or at least wrote, but I believe he directed it as well. It's like about this guy who's working on. He's like works in construction. Yeah. And he gets like in over his head in this kind of uh, uh, situation, and it's one of those great like spiraling out of control stories. Oh. Right. So good. Yeah. Huh. I will say one thing about Joel Edgerton. Yeah. He reminds me of Conan O'Brien. 
I'll say another thing about him. I always want to say Egerton. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> he did not direct Square. No. He directed something called The List. Okay. Wait. The List. Is that what I think it is? He wrote The Square then. I know that. Huh. <laughs> Guys, let's all take a time out here. <laughs> anyway. Think yeah, about he directed Joel The List. Egerton. He directed something called Monkeys. Monkeys? Yeah. <laughs> a little brack. He's quite a bit of writing. He wrote. He, oh, he did the story for the rover. Yes, he wrote. That's felony, supposed to be good. And he wrote the square. Yeah. Oh, yes, his brother directed the square. Uh, Nash Edgerton. Uh, and they wrote huh. it, and uh, and he's in it together. Um, huh. But yeah, super good. Oh shit! Yeah, interesting guy, Joel Edgerton. He's having a, a nice little career. Yeah, Putting totally good, interesting. Where again, this is I didn't go nuts for this movie. I didn't hate it or anything either. Yeah, I think the praise is a little much, but at the same time, his skills as a director really, really impressed me. Yeah, and uh, he was terrific in it as well. Great performance. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I uh, check it out. See small movies. It's good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was watching, I watched two episodes of a TV show this week, a new TV show. Breaking Bad. Uh, no. <laughs> I went on Hulu and I watched the first two episodes of Difficult People, the show. Oh, is that show. the Rob Delaney thing? No. Uh, it is the... <laughs> Dana Delaney. Dana. <laughs> uh, it is the show from Julie Klausner with... Oh, Julie um, Klausner and Billy, Billy Eichner. Oh, dude, how Jake is that? Jake wrote on it. to see that. Uh, it's really funny. I love Billy Eichner. That guy's yeah. hilarious. I love everybody involved with this because I really like Jake Fogelnest and and he wrote for this and and it's basically like it's hard to like distill down because they don't. It's very kind of all over the place. It's it's kind of like if Seinfeld had even less like like aggressively less likable people. Right. And yeah. it is basically about Julie Eichner, uh Julie Klausner and Billy Eichner, um, who are like kind of comedians, but they don't really focus on like they're doing stand up every episode, but they are comedians. Yeah. Just and there's no real like it's just these two people, here's who the characters are, and like every episode a bunch of like funny things happen, they get themselves into situations. But it's not like this episode is about how like this person did that and they gotta figure out like why they said like there's no it's just like hilarious scenes that all kind of add up and there's usually a little kind of like twist at the end where it all kind of comes together but there it it it, it's not like seinfeld where it's like this is the episode we're in the car park yeah yeah and and i really like that about it but i think people will i think some people might not like it because it is aggressively written it's just like line after line like every line is the line yeah and i like that about this show but uh-huh. i can see people being like calm down i think honestly i think that's a smart way to go about it i mean i i don't know how barrage i i like uh shows like that but i think that to to have it really structured like is it that it's really structured or because like when i heard about it i was like oh man billy eichner and, yeah. and julie klausner i like julie klausner enough but i think billy eichner's fucking hilarious and jay fogelness is super hilarious yeah. as well um they're all working on a thing that's awesome and then i heard it was about a couple of comedians yeah. just trying to make it in new york City. If, and i'm if, like well i've never seen that yeah. every time i turn on that, the fucking tv the, uh, the, the, the and new york city really is a character <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if if you're worried about that being a problem with the show, that won't be the, because it, like that they, won't be your problem. that won't be. I don't think so. No, I don't, like I'm not saying that you will have a problem, but yeah. I do think like if if the there, this 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 show's hard to boil down into like a log line where it's like there these two because 
they don't set it up like the, the beginning of the show isn't like, so here we are at the comedy club. Like they do in the second episode, I think, go to like do a storytelling show. Yeah. But it's not like there's no build up to it. They just like they do it and then they suck at it. And it kind of frames the episode. But mm-hmm. it, it doesn't focus are they on playing Julie Klausner and Billy Eichner. I, pretty much. It's like her name's Julie. His name's Billy, I think, in the in the show. So it's it's just. I don't know. And then, you know, they, they've got Jim Gaffigan doing the same thing. Honestly, I mean, this Jim show, Gaffigan. it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like it's the show where they're playing themselves because they're so aggressively like it's just putting these at, like awful, awful people into these situations right. where there are like kind of nuggets of like Seinfeldian truth. Like they go to see Annie and they're super upset that the understudy is going to be the Annie. And so they start like swearing about it. And this woman is sitting in front of them with kids and she doesn't want them to swear in front of the kids. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. We can't not swear. We're like, fuck you. And they just start like going at it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so funny. And yeah. and it's just all kind of like little scenes like that that add up. Mm. It's just really I thought like I laughed throughout. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, yeah. But again, that like I don't understand that is aggressively becoming a genre. Yeah, yeah. Like the the uh, comedian playing themselves because yeah. they can't really act very good, so yeah, yeah. they can play themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, oh. it, it works all the time. Sure, I mean, sure. It's better than that than uh, another Mulaney. The, the <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. Good Lord. Um, and, and again, it, it is something that works. All like I mean I yeah. love I love Louie I oh, love yeah. Aaron yeah. I love yep. uh, I, I love a lot of those shows I yeah. love yeah. Garfunkel and Oates. So. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. set this show up smartly by not making it about them like trying to make it like yeah they, they, right. does, they don't it's the in the first two episodes it's not a focus it's, it's like more about their some life things as opposed yeah. to their career yeah, kind of uh, thing. yeah. all right uh, that's yeah. something yep I uh, uh, I watched something speaking of comedy yeah um, because. I'm fucking constantly going off uh, and way too emphatically about how much I hate Leslie Jones. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I've only seen her do one thing. I've only seen her on Saturday Night Live. Something that... And in Trainwreck. Uh, she had that scene in Trainwreck, right? Oh, she had like one line in Trainwreck. Yeah. And I was like, uh, not a bad uh, not bad delivery. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm constantly going off about how fucking awful she is. Uh, and I'm like, well, that's not really fair unless I actually go to the source and see her um, her stand stand up, yeah. And she has a stand up on Netflix, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, so I watched that. Did you watch and, all of it? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> no, I did not. Too funny for one minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch this in ten minute intervals. <laughs> ten minutes on, you turn it off for ten minutes, and you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you uh you just So it didn't uh, change your mind you jam on jam a fork into your eye. <laughs> no dice, eh? It's it's the worst. <laughs> and not only is it the worst, is it like the weakest material? Like she fucks up lines and stuff, like she seems really sweaty and nervous and mm. like but she's overcompensating by like making real big faces and like and and like calling like I mean the the audience the, they pan to the audience and show, and it's a largely black audience. But like, she would constantly refer to the audience as you know N word. Like it would just be like, yeah, you know, I, yeah, you know, don't want to say the word, yeah. But uh, but but I was like, it, it became a crutch after a while. It's it's really amateurish and really upsetting. Hmm. Like it is aggressively unfunny. Hmm. So yeah, turns out I was right. Yeah, all right, <laughs> fair enough. 
What else? Mm, what else? Uh, uh, what did you watch, yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah. I rewatched Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? Still, still terrific. Still so good. Like, so, so good. Yeah. I've seen just it a couple as much times fun. Now. Second time around, yeah. it was like just yeah. fucking awesome. When I saw that it was on Netflix, I was like, yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll watch, it again, to watch it again, man. Boy, yeah. I like that movie. That's really good. Uh, I also uh, have been a big concert summer that I've had. I've been going to yeah. shows like fucking crazy. Yeah, you and I went and saw uh, Faith No More with Refused opening. Oh shit, that's right. Refused. Yeah. But now is this a thing where they're going around just doing? Uh... Well, they have a new album. Oh, they have a new album. Yeah, it just yeah. came oh, okay. out recently. Right. Yeah, and they did a bunch from that, and uh, obviously a bunch from The Shape of Punk to come. And uh, he was at uh, Rico Coliseum, uh, which was like I thought was a weird venue for this because it's so big, and this isn't like a stadium tour. Like I know there's a lot of hype about Faith No More being back together. I'm obviously super excited because I've seen it yeah. twice this year, but uh, it just would seem too big. And then particularly when Refuse started, I was like, yeah, this place is not like I couldn't believe how easily I could just like stroll up to okay. the stage. Wow, uh, and most, and also at the same time, Refused is not the oldest band in the world, really. So I was like, this is not a cheap ticket either. So yeah. I was like, most kids who are going to be like, you know, not kids, but you know, yeah, yeah, mid twenties is basically the crowd that you're looking for for Refused. They're not going to drop ninety bucks on a ticket. Yeah, right. You know, so it was mostly Faith No More fans who were just like, I'm, I'm here for Faith No More. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll give Refused credit. It was a hell of a fucking performance, yeah. and they filled it out. The Faith No More fans all kind of wandered up, nice, you know, bit by bit through the set. And the, that the the front man there was just fucking fantastic, nice. And he had great, interesting banter in between uh, songs. But then Faith No More came out, and I talked about them playing at the Sony Center earlier this year. This had a very similar energy, but it was like they knew what they played then for us, so they played a different, like That's a very cool. different set list. Yeah. I saw the I saw the set list oh that they played, and. Uh, uh, Man, yeah. just reading the set list was entertaining. Yeah, they opened with the real thing. That's bananas. Uh, man, I freaked out. Yeah, I that's freaked the, that's out. the song you fucking open with. Yeah, right. It was all fucking so good. And they played Everything's Ruined. Oh, it was just... Yeah, they played Land of Sunshine, it looks like. No, that was uh, at, they played that at the Sony Center. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, which was great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They played Caffeine. They played fucking... Uh, Trace the, Bronze is on uh, guitar? No, no. Who's on guitar? John Hudson. John Hudson. Yeah, he has. Been, he's been for yeah for last, a while. Yeah, the last album, the '97 studio album or '98, and uh, ever since the reunion happened, it's right. been John Hudson. And he's fine. He plays all the stuff very well. But yeah, it was just as engaging as intense as band is the best they've ever been. I saw them play in '95, and now and they're better now. Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. It's fucking insane. So good, and they look like they were enjoying it more yeah. than they ever did. But yeah, if they're coming through your city, you go see Faith No More. It's really, really spectacular. And the new album is fucking great. That's it's a slow cool. burner, though. It's a kind of it's. It just sounds weird because yeah, all Faith No More I, albums don't sound like the previous. I one. listened to it too, and I and I agree with that with the slow burn thing. Yeah. Although I'm not well versed with them, yeah. I, I like a, I really like a couple of their albums, and yeah. it, I was kind of like I need to come back to this. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say I heard uh, uh, one song because you you put something on yeah, uh, separation anxiety. Yeah, that was that and live was like, performance. Was yeah, so a live performance yeah. thing, and and I was listening to that, and I was like, first of all, this does not sound like any other uh, yep. Faith No More album. Yep. I was worried that it was going to sound like the last Faith No More album, which I didn't like all that much. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and uh, and I was like, this is it, it sounds as much like Tomahawk as it does like uh, Faith No More, but it's like inherently Faith No More ish. Yeah, totally. Oh, I was so happy with it, but it's it's super aggressive and shit. Yeah, for sure. And it's really a really it's an all over the place album. There's some really, but there's really strong songs on there. It's yeah. worth worthwhile. Yeah, Matador, Cone of Shame, fucking crazy tunes. Real good. Yeah, interesting to hear about Refuse because I listened to their new album and I don't really like it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I keep hearing from everybody yeah. who's like, it just, I haven't heard it yet, and I'm kind of like, well, it's one of those like <laughs> I don't like. There's no but the, sh- the show is so good. I almost yeah. want to try now. It's just it sounds like a band that sounds like Refused trying yeah, to be Refused. Yeah, a band that knows what they sounded like. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you but, know, it sounds yeah. to me like a band that's trying to maintain. Yeah, and part of the reason they broke up is because they couldn't maintain that intensity for yeah. their touring schedule because the songs are fucking bananas oh yeah so these ones are a little tamed back there's a little more clean singing and stuff yeah. like that like they're it's a they're taking one good shot of reinventing yeah. themselves yeah. so but the live show is so good and kind of you know i'm a little more curious than i was even though i hear the album's not great yeah but whatever but uh, <laughs> all right i didn't watch too much else i revisited some stuff i did a i, I tried to i watched uh I watched half of Coming to America, <laughs> and then I fell asleep because I was watching it real late at night. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that in fucking ages. I had Still never good. seen it. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is that right? You've never, never seen, seen it. it. So I've seen half. put it on late at night like a watched dummy. Watched half of it, fell asleep. Come on, man. That's crazy. I will say, it takes a while to get really funny, and then once it got really funny, I was I was down for it, but then it was really late and I fell asleep, so I got to finish it later. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, I like There's a couple really funny things in that opening scene, but it wasn't. it's not until they get into the movie, which is yeah. like 20 minutes, but it yeah. starts to get real funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. great. I quite like that movie yeah. still. Mm-hmm. And then I watched a couple. I watched like I also watched half of Beverly Hills Cop because my brother was watching it. But then mm-hmm. because I've seen it a million times, I left because <laughs> I can do that with that movie. Uh-huh. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anything uh, else? Yeah. Well, they're, they're, getting close to an hour. Yeah. Well, okay. Just quickly, there's some new stuff that we didn't. Uh, oh yeah. Talk about. There's a. What are we talk talking? To Spielberg's trying to get Gene Wilder out of retirement. Yes. For yeah. we don't know for what. Yeah. It could be the BFG. Could be uh, Player One. Yeah. Either oh, I read that it was uh, that it was for Ready Player One. I kind of was hoping oh, really? it would be yeah. for BFG. Well, either I don't give a shit what it's for. I guess I'd rather see him on screen than you know just hear his voice. That's true. That's really exciting. Yeah, totally really cool. I, I know Casey's him. not a big Gene Wilder fan. Oh my god, he's so oh good. no, which just makes me like so sad. weird. <laughs> I'm not even mad Let's about have it. A I'm just moment like, I feel sad for you. Uh, I feel great for me because it means that I don't have to watch Gene Wilder movies. Oh, be brilliant and yeah. just <laughs> do not like. Be, I I will be half entertained because usually they have Richard Pryor in them. Yeah. So what, yeah, then I'll just be half entertained. What about like uh, Willy Wonka? Like did. Is that all right for you? Like, like I get that you don't like the Mel Brooks stuff. Yeah, that was my thing I was going to say. I understand that Mel Brooks is not for everyone. That's the weird thing about it, is that I really... Like, of course I love the, the Willy Wonka uh, movie. Yeah. Um, Really love his performance in that. Yeah. I think he's it's because weirdly nuanced in the greatest way. I think it's because but you I have don't... bias about Mel Brooks. Um, because a it, large it portion may ha- of it is- no, no, you know, I don't think it is because uh, you know, Mel Brooks isn't isn't uh, responsible for stuff like seeing or evil, hear no evil, and all. Well, uh, but also, but was- this is my thing. So the Mel Brooks movies to me are so brilliant, but some of those other brilliant. movies that he were in, listen, we've gone over this. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Stir Crazy? Yeah. 
Have you seen uh, what like Stir Crazy, Silver, Silver Bull, Silver Streak? I've never seen Silver Streak. See no evil here. No, like I feel like but you really I like think that Silver Streak is going to be the one. No, that's I don't make think it me will. go like oh Gene Wilder. But I honestly, I feel weird, like man. <laughs> those movies. I don't think that they are like I like Stir Crazy quite a bit, yeah, but I I, c- I can realize that like. They're not like brilliant, and no. he's good in them. But they, yeah. like none of those movies that we just said, I think, are the kind of like, oh, this is going to turn me around on him. For me, it's like Young Frankenstein or whatever. For, for sure, the the ones that I know you're just going to have a built-in I, the dislike ones I because, have seen yeah. because it is and are the reason that I don't like Mel Brooks yeah. or Gene Wilder. Exactly. I mean, I, I can separate my dislike between the two people. And yeah, I've got enough for both. But of them. none of those movies will be. Yeah, I do think like I loved Stir Crazy so much when I was a kid, and I've seen it as an adult, and I. Really realize that it's not quite as good yeah. but it has brilliant oh, for moments sure. yeah some moments in it are and same thing with uh, silver streak well silver streak i think is actually still quite a good it's really film. good yeah. it's a it's really full all the way through um and it is it's not it is the first gene wilder richard Pryor movie but yeah. it's a gene wilder movie that richard Pryor shows up in. yeah but their chemistry was so good and they became friends that's so the it was one, like, yeah that's what kicked it off but yeah. there's some some really off-color stuff that happens in that movie, but boy, is it fucking funny. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's of its time, but it's a very good time. Is it as funny as a bunch of people sitting around a campfire farting? Because that Listen. is a funny. Uh, wait I a second. I won't defend the fart scene. I've wait, never understood. Did we not, like, in an episode or two ago, literally say a fart will never not be funny? I'm pretty sure we said, <laughs> I'm pretty sure in a couple episode, previous episodes, we were joking about farts and saying that it was funny because we go on the show a bunch. Uh, uh, yeah, it's funny when we do it. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, too much. Yeah, I, I've never the big bean scene. Never, I just even when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> are we still farting? I have no problem with yeah. it. Fake yeah, fake farts, no good. No. Mm-hmm. The rest of that movie, real good. Pretty also, good. Yeah. <laughs> no good. Yeah, damn good. Oh my god, Young Frankenstein is a fucking brilliant, oh, I love hilarious so movie. It's so, so oh my god, mm-hmm. everything about that movie, hilarious thing. And it was at the very beginning of High Anxiety when he comes out of the airport <laughs> and he goes, what a dramatic airport. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. And I'm not a, like, ba- like, Mel Brooks, I'm very particular with what I'll enjoy. I yeah, High Anxiety is one in particular that I think has a lot of brilliant, funny stuff in it, but there's a lot of stuff. Like, of like, stuff like, like the campfire scene in that where it's like, birds, but they're pooping on him. I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, oh, I get it. Jesus. Yeah. And that that's just quintessential Mel Brooks. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no nuance to it. It's just hilarious it's stuff. Just, <laughs> it's just vaudeville. There's no nuance. It's just super funny. <laughs> it's like but, his his movies are just like the uncle that the drunk uncle that you're just trying to get away from it. Have you seen reunion. Silent Movie? Uh I I, I, know, like I don't Silent think I've seen Silent a lot. Movie. Although it has the same kind of thing if you don't think that the Silent movie. The only character that talks in the movie is a mime. I, that's funny to me. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, because they don't. Because they well, don't. Well, normally, normally, uh, regular normally people talk in yeah. mimes. Uh, mimes, they don't talk. <laughs> Casey, I don't know if you understand how um, funny this is. Good night, folks. <laughs> but if Gene Wilder popped up in a movie again, yes, in a fucking 
definitely Steven Spielberg movie. Oh man! Oh, if Gene Wilder so popped happy. up in a movie, I'd be like, ah. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't like Brooks. Yeah, it was good. I, I literally was about to say because usually you don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! But you know what we usually do do? Do do is we <laughs> put it in a Mel Brooks movie? Play film roulette because it's about that time. We're an hour in. Yeah. Um, should we get into it? I would like to. Okay, let's get, take it on down to Film Roulette. Let's go. <laughs> Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good or something that has been talked about a lot. This week we went and saw the new film Fantastic Four and the loser has to go see something that we have thematically paired with it or a bomb in theaters and this week we picked Fantastic Four, the unreleased version. Uh, but the losers get to give a w- the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Last week, Greg went nice on us and gave him an album he very much enjoys by a Canadian band called Viet Cong. We will talk about that, those two movies, and roll for movies next week. And that is how we play Film Roulette. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, this week we went and saw Fantastic Four, uh, written and I don't know, well, co-written and directed by and Josh, Josh Trank, Trank, who previously did the film Chronicle. Uh, this film stars Miles Teller, Kate Mara, Michael B. Jordan, and more. Uh, uh, if I if I understand correctly, Miles Teller in this movie, he plays uh, <laughs> Dr. Tumblr Dick? Is that, uh, <laughs> is that what he does? Uh, we'll let you know. Um, IMDb describes the plot of this film, which I believe was uh, based on the Ultimate Fantastic Four series. Yeah. As four young outsiders teleport to an alternate and dangerous universe, which alters their physical form in shocking ways, the four must learn to harness their new abilities and work together to save Earth from a former friend turned enemy. Tons of behind-the-scenes turmoil uh, around this film. It, It landed with a dud in theaters this weekend yep. uh poor poor uh, activity on this film all around critically yes. and financially People, Unless, except uh, for harry knowles who loved it mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well he if, loves if you everything. trust only one uh, <laughs> drooling that's idiot. how i knew it was how bad it was when he was like more please i'm like oh boy <laughs> yeah. this movie's gonna suck shit um okay I'm coming out of the gates on this movie. Go. I don't think this movie is anywhere near as bad as people are making it out to be, although there are insane flaws with this movie. Yeah. I, for about two-thirds of this movie, was more on board than not. And yeah. I, and for I'll me, agree with you there. For me, this is a movie that you can fucking Simpsons pinpoint freeze frame. Literally, the scene... Or frame in this movie where it goes to shit. The, the, I mean, the movie overall, you can tell this is a movie that had some problems. Um, yeah. But I was actually really on board with it for a large amount of time, and then one thing happens, and then it just fucking takes a, such a dump. I'm going to just say right now, too, listen, this is going to be a spoiler-heavy conversation. Okay. Because you've either seen this and know that it's not a good movie, or you're not going to bother, and also, it just doesn't matter. Uh, so I just, just be prepared. We're we'll ta- I will yeah. mention things that happen. And again, yeah. skip, I'm coming skip from forward five minutes if you need to, or more. Yeah, but I, I, I listen. There's no 
plot twists in this movie. No, they and, and, are some people, and then they become the Fantastic Four. Listen, Four. there there is no. I saw a movie that's I very similar to that. Re- there there is <laughs> yeah. no point in which this movie. Like, yeah, like you can talk about this movie and you can't spoil it because the point in which this movie becomes something that can be spoiled. Yeah. It it is so un- there's like it's unspoilable because this movie works for me up until a point And the point that it stops working is the point where you can tell, really tell that like some cold feet were happening. Yeah. Some producers weren't happy. Right. That they decided no one is going to like this where, movie. Where unless, would you say that point was? I would say that this movie works all the way up until Doctor Doom. He has come back, yeah. and there's a really cool scene from my money where he's walking down a hallway and blowing heads up and stuff. And I was totally. like, I was like, holy okay. shit! I fucking really like this movie. And then Doctor Doom goes back into Planet Zero, and like instantly, the movie decides we have to fight him. This has to happen, and we have to tell the audience why they need to fight them while they're fighting them, and then the movie's over. Yeah. I feel like it's skidded out a little bit before that, uh, I, there's where issues they just with it, lost but... control of like the, the the momentum of the story we were watching, where basically once uh, we shoot to a year later. Okay. Because I just kind of felt like, oh, now we're here. And then about at the same time, I was like, well, thank God we sped up some of this shit. See, I liked I'm, like the pace and tone of it. I did like it, but then I was I was at a point where I'm like, all right, I don't really need to. I understand all of their relationships. Yeah, and I don't want to watch them work it all the fuck out or come to terms with their new appearances. See, I liked that. I liked it enough that I was done with it. I didn't yeah. need more of it. Okay. But then we shoot this, so it kind of felt like it interrupted the uh, the flow of things, and and Reed Richards just taking off. And being out like that—that's so short. His little thing where he's like, "I'm out and living yeah. in a—I'm doing research, trying to figure out how to fix this on my own." Yeah, no, it's this, like a thirty-second thing. This and then movie, a, like a tiny little fight, and then he's back, and yeah. everyone's just like, "Yeah, okay, you're back." Yeah, Whatever. this movie that is in my movie too. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is an hour and forty minutes long, which I was like, "Wicked." I was like, "Wicked," but it's weird for a movie that. Sorry, how long? An hour, an hour and forty. An yeah. hour and forty. Oh, yeah, fairly yeah. short. Movie. I know, and I was excited about that, and I left the movie saying, <laughs> "Why didn't they make this a longer movie? Yeah. Because well, it would fam- benefit from that." Famously, well, I don't know how famously, but uh, jo- Josh Trank took to Twitter to uh, uh, bitch and moan about how if you guys got to see the movie I made, you would like this movie. But yeah, this movie's and stupid. now I, don't like I mean. It. I don't know. Everyone's talking like about the, like the stuff that I've heard from behind the scenes is that he wasn't really receptive on set, and then like or his, on set or he on would set like disappear and shit. It sounds talk to like it sounds like they hired a guy that they thought were gonna was gonna give them something interesting. Yeah. He thought he was getting hired to be able to do the movie that he wanted. Right when he realized this, the company wasn't going to allow that. He became despondent didn't show up on set a lot withdrew emotionally from the project and then the the company basically had to help finish the movie to force it finished and yeah. make it the way and they it really wanted feels it feels finished by committee and it feels a hundred percent finished not, by committee how did he not know how did he not look around and see what every what everything else that was happening well, a lot of in indie, the marvel he's only made one movie and he's a lot of these movie. indie guys when they just they're doing their one thing on a small budget where no one's really pushing them around yeah. oh, I, I and understand then you step that. into the big thing where there's like you know literally hundreds of moving parts yeah. and a lot oh, and like i, I realized that but i haven't made any marvel movies yeah. but i 
uh, so I'm as yeah, outsider but, but as you is, can possibly be. This isn't be. the MCU. This yeah. is Fox, and it's a reboot. And they he, need a fresh take. Yeah. Like that. These are all the words. And we that don't he's know being the. And we apparently don't, there's drug issues with this yeah. fella. You know, he's uh, got some. You know, and we don't know the like, like he how he could have like sat in rooms with Fox executives that said like till they were blue in the face that we're gonna let you do what you want. Like yeah. I don't know how he was primed. Do you no. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I'm not placing blame. I'm just saying clearly both of these. In like entities had a lot of problems, but I just don't understand how you go how how you are approached to do something given this much money and assume that you're going to be given full control. I don't know yeah. if you wanted full control, but it seems like you can tell that this was this movie was at being wrangled. Yeah, between people, between yeah. lots. Well, I, of people. I don't know if it was that he didn't have control was a problem. I think maybe he was in over his head. I yeah, think maybe if the substance abuse things are true. Yeah, then that kicked in a bit too much. Couldn't yeah. handle the pressure. Couldn't do this and that. Just kind of went off into fucking recluse mode. Yeah, and they had to finish the movie. Yeah. and now he wants to point the finger elsewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he shouldn't have tweeted that, and then he deleted it because he probably was like, "Oh fuck!" I didn't come I to that conclusion that. entirely on my own. I had a nice conversation over brunch with Matt Price, and he also talked yeah. about that with me. It that, does. Uh, it does make me want to see his version of the movie. Though. Listen, yeah, sure. I, I, I really like what this movie's trying to be. It's kind of like trying to be a science fiction movie, not a superhero movie. It's being like, kind of taking like the wonder of working on a cool, interesting project and what it could be like to collaborate and like juxtaposing that with like some like horror elements and body things with the way like I like that it's not and then they get their powers and it's a fun montage I like that it's they get their powers and then it's like oh fuck this is like fucked up like his arms are all stretched out and that's not cool yeah and I like that they were really trying to work at a different angle on these kind of movies yeah, and it is an origin story, and I know that we've seen a million origin stories, but yeah. I thought it had like a cool twist, no, and I was game I, for I it. I was down for it for a while. I was kind of like watching, like, well, this isn't terrible, you know, and like this cast is good, and I, I like that they're uh, with the, uh, the angle they're trying to, to, yeah. to, you know, where they're taking this, and that actor who plays Doctor Doom, I can't think of his name, but yeah, he's a. Uh, I've only ever seen him in the, uh, the the best episode of Black Mirror that I saw. Yeah. Um, and he was fucking great in that, so I was like, "Well, that's cool that it's this guy." I have questions about Doctor Doom. Yeah, I well, let me tell you, because the Doctor Doom stuff was really what totally tanked this movie for me. Okay, isn't he, he an looks, evil blogger? Because I looked, don't. No, 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 that's not in it. Oh, really? That's not a thing. He's not Boo. an evil blogger. Uh, he looks terrible. In the, what form? In the CGI form? Yeah. No, I the like actor that. looks fine. He's a dude. But he's just like some guy. <laughs> <laughs> he look, he's a fine looking dude. <laughs> he's okay looking. But no, when he becomes Doctor Doom. It's just uh, absurdly horrible. I was like, "This is cool." Was it? Yeah. With his like his mouth frozen in position and the weird little eyes, he looked like a like a like a meerkat. I liked it. Uh, like the most, I had more of a problem with the flame on stuff. Oh yeah, because there were scenes where his was just like two two little like flame sockets and a flame socket mouth, and I was like, "This looks weird." Sometimes, yeah, I can't deal with this. Yeah, I guess I, I'll flame agree with you there. I, yeah. I I think that the 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 effects in this movie are wildly. Uh, um, uneven because there are scenes where it looks fine, and then there's scenes where you're like, Well, you just did what you could here and didn't yeah, finish yeah. it. Well, I think part of it too is maybe I don't know what they did to cut costs or make this thing work, but there's also like very few sets. Yeah. This, this movie takes place in like two places, huh? Yeah. But I was dad, that was, I was kind of on game for that. My thing, my question, my yeah. questions about Doom, yeah, are because I don't know, I, I know people have been complaining about him in this movie as yeah. they've kind of ruined him as a character yes, but for this me is not right at all okay because i i really liked that 
this movie doesn't really have a villain and he is kind of like, okay, we don't know what to think of him because he's kind of a loose cannon, but he's on the team. And then I really liked how he gets left on planet zero and yeah, I was the, fine with that. The too. seeds of like how he to was acting before. Yeah. And like, he's not saying like, fuck the world, but he's no, saying but he like, I have some inclination, some inclinations and I buy they set that up what they wanted to do. And they're going to change the Dr. Doom character a bit because they can't, for some reason they can't figure out how to make a character that he's a guy. He's a, he's like a, he's a genius. He's yeah. Like a polymath genius and a yeah. computer genius and whatever. And most of the comic books, his powers aren't all that great, but he is, um, uh, uh, He's aided by technology, and so he has ability to like energy blast okay. and shit like that. And yeah, he's just insanely intelligent. Is the is the biggest thing about him? Yeah, and you know he's a megalomaniac and all kinds of other shit. But and uh, the, it's a mask that he wears. Doom wears okay. a mask that looks like it's a steel mask. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, so they just made his face turn into that mask, which I just didn't like, and it looked silly to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, he goes to Planet Zero. Yeah. He basically, when they do their, like, when they get, they go on the machine and they go through and they go there and shit goes wrong, he yeah. gets left there accidentally. Um, and then you don't see him again until they go back. And I like my, I liked that because I felt like his character in this movie would have if left alone for years like they flash forward years before they can build another thing to go back there i liked the idea of like the movie planting the seeds of who this kind of character is and then yeah. what if he gets left alone and is mutated yeah and all of the resentment and all of the when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like hate that would build up with him over there then what happens when he comes back but the problem is when he comes back and fucks some shit up i was like this is awesome the movie now has like this momentum and it uses that momentum to punch into a really shitty action scene and end the movie instead of like it should have he comes back fucks some shit up and then they should have fucking pumped the brakes again yeah and like pulled back well, yeah. and First then all, like, yeah, now the, the, the what? pacing of the movie makes no sense but I feel like it makes sense to that point. To that me. point, yeah. But there should have been that. Can't, but can't that movie, that's end. like twenty minutes from the end, and the fucking movie just ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, he comes back too powerful. He okay. comes back and he can just walk down the hallway and scanners everybody. Head. I love that though. I like that that he can blow people's heads up and shit. But I'm like, wow, they're going extreme with Doctor Doom. Yeah. Like that's an intense power that he can just look at you and like, now your head's done. Yeah. But then when the Fantastic Four fights him, he's just like, wow, I'll cover you yeah. with rocks. No, and that's, that's every 
single one of them. That's his go-to move rocks, is cover yeah. them with rocks. Yeah. that's This is the climax Listen, of the movie. Is like, that, what is this superhero team going to do yeah. with all of these That rocks? scene, uh, the climax of this movie. That's an effective move. It's that's covered what, in rocks. Yeah. That's one me. Not even ev- big rocks. Every no. fight I've been in, that's one me. Every fight. Yeah, the yeah. climax of this movie is so bad, I understand the reaction because yeah. it is literally one of the most stunningly poorly executed poorly designed action scenes that i have ever seen in my entire life the movie just all of a sudden they go back into planet zero and and uh miles teller all of a sudden becomes the guy that has to tell the audience what they're doing like like the problem they need to fix like while it's already a problem he's like oh he's over there creating a hole that'll suck us all in and the whole world in and we should go do this because if we kill him then 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 that'll stop like literally like he literally says like he's building a hole and it'll suck us all in but if we kill him it'll stop how does he know that and it's like an awful lot of that in these marvel movies yeah and there's and this is like this this is because because of the barrel it doesn't happen like i'm fine with that if it's like oh you know if he came back and fucked some shit up and then laid some plans in motion and then we have some like discussion and like let's figure it out i'm fine with exposition when you need exposition in movies but this was just like it's happening now let's talk about it it's like it's so just shockingly inept yeah and then like um sue storm uh it doesn't even get to go on the expedition no, in the I first place, so which is so weird and really frustrating. Yeah. And then they just relegate her to be like she floats around in a, in a little tube. Yeah, in she's the not the invisible scene. woman. She's the uh, tube, like b- she's bubble the floater. bubble lady. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, their uh, chauffeur. Yeah. She puts them in a bubble to fly the thing and yeah. Mr. Fantastic around. And it's just like I don't want to see the, the characters that this movie has built in an action scene like that no. like i like i'm even like okay with him with miles teller being in the woods like if that was a longer stretch of the movie yes and then you get to kind of see him whip a couple people around that's yeah. fine fine do something with do it. something like that but don't do like they're in cgi land throwing like <laughs> like bricks at each other and he's whipping his arms around it just doesn't work it's so bad uh, but it's I, just the end of then the thing uh must be discussed now looks better than poop suit guys. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, still not there. Yeah, I, I don't know it why they okay. don't just get a little bit closer to look at the look at the drawings. A little more orange. Just make them look like yeah. that. Make them a little more orange. He doesn't need to be so pointy and shit. Yeah, it's fine. Give him some pants. I found it weird that he wasn't wearing pants. Yeah, something. Just make I, him look he like didn't wear pants at all. No pants. No, he's just rock. Yeah. No dong. No, no dong. dong. He's rock. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. your skin, yeah, you still have a dong. I know. Yeah. I assume. Yeah. And now speaking of dongs, I never would have. Uh, you, Mister Fantastic, you can stretch all yeah. stuff and everywhere. And yeah. then, and but I never. You probably do that with his wiener too, if he wanted. Yeah. Which I was like, I didn't really think about. It, except for there's a scene where he escapes from his, after he's got his powers. They wanted to you know look at him and figure it out. And he escapes and he's climbing around trying to find. Ben, who's yeah, the and thing. he's in like some air ducts, and he's totally naked, and they kind of like give you a shot, like they show lower hip area. I'm like, they could have just left him in some boxers. I don't know why he's naked here, and so he's climbing on his stomach through the air vents, and then he gets to Ben Grimm's room, and he's looking down through the vent with his face, right, and he's like, oh man, what the, what happened to you? And he's like, I made a rocks, this sucks, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then he hears stuff coming. He's like, I got to go. And he and he climbs past the vent. He keeps climbing over it. But I'm like, 
that's right where he's looking, and these vent slots are big, so he just drags his wiener across. So <laughs> that's what he's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry I did this to you. I'll see you later. Here's my ding dong. <laughs> I was really hoping that he was going to be like, uh, I'll get you out of there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, it like goes it just, and like snakes around his waist yeah. and pulls him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should have. I don't know. But I did, it was a funny little. I was like, when he was going, I was like escaping. I didn't across, even know like, that he was naked. Oh in that scene. yeah, yeah. Well, he's no. like, they just had this weird shot. I'm like, why is he naked? Yeah, in there. Anyway, I I liked that <laughs> stuff with uh, the thing. I liked that like. I, his terror of the situation worked for me. It's, uh, yeah, look, I, and that should be in the character, but it's not the only thing about the character, and they missed the fundamental parts of this character, what makes him enduring and interesting in the comics. Same thing with Wolverine. They only cut, catch one note. They don't know how to make him a broad character. He's just bummed out all the time, and so is the thing. He's just bummed out all the fucking time, and he's not. He's cocky. He's cavalier. He's a, a gregarious character who, beneath all of that hard rock body yeah. and the outgoing personality of someone who is so terrified about what's happened to him. Yeah. But it's got to be a small thing. It has to be underlined. It has to be between the lines. And it I can't f- be, I'm the rock guy yeah. who's just so sad. And, and I on- it's and- clobbering <laughs> <laughs> And I would have hoped that this movie could have done that because I feel like there is a glimpse of the cockiness when he does get weaponized and they show the shots of him out there utilizing it for military and he's doing an amazing job and yeah. he's throwing tanks around a ship. But I- and then he goes and sits in his cube like I know but I but I but I do feel like there could have maybe been some more depth there I feel like there could have been some more depth there if the movie had allowed it yeah because the movie it it feels like they've just cherry picked the scenes that they feel like they have to have because it's a committee yeah and why wasn't the scene in the preview where the thing gets dropped out of that fucking plane. Yeah, that's not in the movie. here. That was the thing in the preview that made me go, "Oh yeah, yeah, maybe I'll, maybe not bad." But yeah, that's not in here. No. So if you saw that trailer and were like, yeah, "At least they'll drop the thing out of a plane," yeah, and he'll explode in through the street in a tank <laughs> or something. That's yeah. not in this movie. No, I honestly, I was so game for it for so long, and it really was right up until that scene, the this the climax scene. Yeah, I, like I, I think they could salvage this into another movie that would fix it but i think now they can't because it's like but i mean like with what we're working with here i honestly some of the reviews that i've seen of this movie i'm like this they are not reviewing the movie they're they are so just latching on to the one thing about this movie that really really sucks and don't let me fucking tell you the ending of this movie is a goddamn dump (laughs) it is a piece of shit it's really bad it is so i've never but you're not you're right it is i got whiplash from how bad this movie got that quick but i really liked what it was doing elsewhere yeah first half hour or maybe 40 minutes i this movie is an hour and 40 i was i was game for like an hour and 10 of it Fair enough. I don't because know if it lasted that long. Because the end of the movie is only like 10 minutes. It's like a 15-minute ending. Yeah, but it's so shitty. It's so shitty. It's so shitty. Yeah. But yeah like, there was problems. There's a lot of exposition. Why Some of the dialogue Why would Dr. Doom... He, just, he doesn't... It's not like he's... If he can make everyone's heads blow up, why doesn't he just do that to the Fantastic Four yeah. when they're trying to fuck up his, his little... Whatever he's made there to eat Earth. Yeah. You know? But that's what doesn't make sense because the movie sets all this, like, stuff up that could lead into an interesting story. And the performance becomes incredibly flat, too. Like, when he comes back and his whole thing is like, I was, you know, I'm going to destroy this planet zero and, like, fuck you and fuck your Earth Earth, and fuck your politics that I already had in me. And now that's gone out of control is just like, 
this place sucks. I'm yeah. going back to Planet Zero. Well, what might ruin like, your planet? I can imagine if oh, nothing, I'd blow yeah. up your head, but instead I'll pour some rocks. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I could imagine him coming and blowing people's heads up, and then going back to to Planet Zero, and then like enacting a plan from there. Yeah, and then they uh, in did they kill him? Earth, I don't even remember. Is he dead? I think yeah, probably. Kind this, of. I don't know why all these movies keep killing their yeah. iconic villains in the first fucking this, movie. Yeah. They, they, needed, they don't have to die. They don't die in the fucking comics. People keep on reading them for yeah. decades and decades. Yeah. And I think they have a really good setup for him, a film yes. version of him. It's a great character. Well, I, not this version. I don't like it. I like this version. It looks but... so stupid. The fucking mouth. <laughs> I really liked all the green. Like, I liked the Planet Zero and the green crazy lightning yeah. shit. Well, I, I was know. willing to go with it until he showed up and he looked like the, I don't know. I just thought it looked cool. expression on his face. <laughs> this weird, non-shocked expression. Yeah. I don't know. And the yeah. frozen mouth. I don't know. Pretty bad, I man. can understand that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think there is so it's much potential here. better than the ones from 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to see a longer version of this movie with the peaks and valleys that it needs. Maybe. I really do. I want you to see that and tell and me not tell you if it's any good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to see a version of this movie made in 1994, yes. only to keep some uh, uh, some rights. Yeah. Because well, which Casey, I think was the case with this one too, wasn't it? I don't keep know. the rights, get this thing going. Oh, I wish they hadn't have, because I really think that Josh Trank was onto something. Um, but Casey. Yeah, mm-hmm. you saw a movie called Fantastic Four. The Fantastic the Four. The Fantastic oh, Four. Oh yeah. Oh, and listen, that end shot, the title thing in ours there. Yeah. That last scene, the last bit of dialogue was just like, ugh. I was okay with it, <laughs> but I also it was pretty shitty. It was pretty cheesy, like, and, and that like the I had my problem was just with the fact that they bounce back to this scene like right after this insane fighting thing just to wrap it up with a little bow just everything about that last 20 minutes was just like holy shit you cannot wait to get out of here right no they couldn't oh my god anyway um 1994 yeah yeah um i saw (laughs) the fantastic four (laughs) yeah yeah um now this yeah as i said Made to keep the rights, New Horizons did this movie, which was a part of Roger Corman's arm of production, uh-huh. uh, directed by Ole Sassone. And oh yeah, uh, the, you, Sassone is all over this. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> you can really tell this is a Sassone. And uh, this is about this is four, definitely a Sassone movie, you guys. Yeah, four astronauts bombarded with cosmic rays when an accident occurs and they get special powers. Decide to form a superhero group called the Fantastic Four. Tell the me f- all about Fantastic it. Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a very chilly movie. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's the Doctor to Doom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. Um, so this movie, uh, I was hoping it was going to be better than the movie that you guys saw, but unfortunately, yeah. I don't think it was. Uh, I don't know. Haven't you seen both, Greg? I've seen a half an hour okay. of this one, and okay. I know it's better than the Tim Story ones. Uh, yeah, this movie's not very good, <laughs> you guys. Uh Okay, so um, I don't even know where to start with this. Uh, okay, well, I'll start by saying the um, the girl who plays um, 
who plays uh, Invisible Woman. Invisible Woman. Sue Storm. Sue Storm. Rebecca Stab. Yeah, her name. Her name is Rebecca Stab. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> this movie starts out so they're in class. It's uh, uh, Reed Richards and uh, Victor Von Doom, and they're in class together. And their mm. class is being taught by none other than George Gaines. And I love George Gaines and anything he does, yeah. especially this because man, was he drunk. <laughs> He was like next level drunk. Like he was like he just he needed to be in a movie or something. He needed a couple extra dollars, uh-huh. and uh, he he just got so drunk and was so emphatic. So he's teaching the class about Colossus, which is some sort of event that's going to happen where there's going to be lightning or something, and it's going to be very powerful, some kind of celestial event or something. All right, that's what Colossus is here. Mm-hmm. Um. I assume that's in keeping with the uh, the story generally. Uh, Is that right? I, I don't even remember. Right. They, they're flying around in space. Gamma rays hit the ship. That's how they... In the original. Okay, not here. So, uh, in this movie, uh, Victor Von Doom and... Um, and uh, Reed Richards are good friends, and they built a machine, and they're going to harness the power of Colossus. So they go to their big machine, and then Colossus hits them, and uh, and lightning hits Victor Von Doom, and he is all like mortally wounded and everything. So Reed Richards takes him to the hospital, where <laughs> the doctor, like the doctor, comes out, like who's operating on him. The doctor comes out and goes. And he's very Russian and very cold, and he's like, I'm sorry, your friend is dead. He's not Darth Vader. <laughs> your Darth Vader? That's, yeah. <laughs> That's my Darth Vader and my Russian guy. <laughs> Pretty good on both accounts. But he's like, there's nothing we could do to save your friend. <laughs> you can't do it. accents. Yeah. Uh, but it's clear that he's lying like the actor like the director's like okay your character's lying so he he was like he's like so telegraphing that he's lying he's like your friend is dead a wink um, so uh uh yeah so Basically, then then for some reason, Reed Richards is like, he's like, oh, my friend is dead. I got to go to space for some reason. I don't remember at all why they have to go to space. But uh, he's like, him and his good friend Ben Grimm are going to go to space, and they need to get a couple of friends to come with them. Those friends? The Storms. Just, uh, like, <laughs> just like his pals? Like, hey, you want to come to space? Yeah, well, like, literally, him and Ben Grimm are like, uh, uh, like we've got to go ask these people to to come with us. Um, oh, and before that, uh, Ben Grimm bu- uh, bumps into this blind woman. I uh-huh. think she was blind. Uh, oh I don't, yeah, she is. I she is blind. This. Okay, yeah, 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 because yeah. I but I don't think they ever mentioned that she's blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just like she just doesn't. She's not good at eye contact. I uh-huh. Um. But uh, but he bumps into her and breaks her statue, and she's like, oh, I was building that statue, and he's like, I'm so sorry, but he instantly falls in love with her. Um, but then they go to the Storm's house, and Ben Grimm is a total dingus, and he's like, hey, Mrs. Storm, can you, Johnny and Sue come to space with us? <laughs> 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 I'm like, fuck off, idiot. And uh, and so they, okay, so this brings me to uh, to a point. Uh, so they they come in and and like the they're like all right we'll go to space with you, 
Um, and then their mom, uh, Sue, Sue and Johnny Storm's mom, was like, uh, look at you guys. You guys are like the Fantastic Four. And I'm like, that's where they got the name. Uh-huh. From the mom going the Fantastic Four. Uh, but there was Better than how it comes in in the 2015 one. This is my question. Because it, it made me think uh, about something about all of these Marvel movies that I'm actually getting really sick of is the ironic way everybody gets their name. Like, every, yeah. in every one of these movies now, it's like, uh, oh, Captain America. Oh, that's just the propaganda name. That's so dumb. Ant-Man. Oh, I know. I didn't come up with it. It's so so stupid like they can't do anything at face value like because it's a comic book yeah you know uh, like everything has to be done with a little wink and a little bit of irony oh well i'm called this but i know how stupid that is so in this movie the mom was like you guys are the fantastic four (laughs) i was like you know what all right good yeah so how do they do it in the new one it's basically they don't have the name the entire movie and then there's like a stinger at the end of the film where it's basically they're standing around looking at their new laboratory and talking about like there's a bright future ahead of us and they're like we need a name and they have some little jokes about what names they might and then he's like and then the one guy's like uh the thing says something he says uh, something about like oh i don't know what we should be named but this is really fantastic about the place that they're in and then and then he's like hey Say that again? Say that again. And then it's like, poof, Fantastic uh, Four on the fantastic? screen. Yeah. Hey, guys, I think we got it. We're the... And then, like, this jump to the... Up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's that's a little too smirking. And it was, it was like, really, like, it felt weird. It felt TV movie-ish. Yeah, I don't like... I don't Say like, that again. <laughs> I, I don't like that. I don't like that kind of like it's, I, I, embarrassment of it being a, a superhero movie because now, we all know it's a fucking superhero movie. Yeah. And superhero the have thing about silly the, superhero names. Yeah. The thing about the Fantastic Four in 2015, though, is they don't play it for embarrassment, but it just it feels unearned. Yeah. Like, I would be okay with a scene like that to kind of, like, sting the ending if, like, it felt like the movie earned that scene. Yeah. But it literally just cuts to them and they're like, hey, what's your movie named? Oh, blah, blah. like, it doesn't build it to it. to be there. Yeah. I know you're the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Or at least just go put a headline on a newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. That's a just done and done thing. Yeah. Or just make it implied that that's the name and we don't ever actually have to hear anyone mm-hmm. say it. No. Um, uh, but but yeah, like I, I don't I don't like it. Feels like a cheap shortcut. But in this movie, they just run headlong into it because this movie doesn't know what it's doing, <laughs> and that is fully the charm of this movie. So they go to space. They have like a diamond the, that they have to put on their spaceship to make them go to space good. Because <laughs> if they. <laughs> And, uh, and they put that diamond on their spaceship. <laughs> but guess what? Somebody stole the real diamond and no. put a fake diamond on their spaceship. And that's why they don't go to space good. Oh. They go to space very badly. And then their ship explodes. Oh. Um, and they uh, uh, and the whole transformation scene where the ship explodes and everything is like a big hippie freak out. It's kind of like... Um, in uh, 2001, yeah. like with all the kind of colors yeah. and stuff like that. But imagine if they that movie only had $5 with which to do it. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh. So <laughs> their ship explodes, and then the next scene is in a field on Earth. And uh, there's, like, uh, parts of spaceships strewn about the field, and they're all, like, there. Growing spaceships, eh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is, they're in the spaceship crop. Um 
And uh, so, but they're all there and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe we're alive. And I'm like, yeah, I can't believe you're alive either <laughs> because your spaceship exploded in space. But I, I mean, I don't know. I guess they're impervious now to uh, like they were the fantastic atmosphere and everything. Crash land. Yeah, yeah, they they became fantastic. Um, and then it, it, there's a whole long thing where they're figuring out their powers, kind of thing. Like, uh, and their powers are hilarious. And uh, the guy playing Johnny Storm is uh, Jay, Jay Underwood. Jay Underwood, yeah. And he's uh, from Uncle Buck, and he. Yeah. Uh, Ah, uh, he's so he's so good in Uncle Buck as Bug, and he was in something else. And I can't remember what the boy it was. Who could fly? No, that and the wasn't boy who could fly too. Oh no, he's in a he's the he's the robot kid, Chip. He's a. Ro- He's a, he's a man. All right. <laughs> Thanks for I that. I don't have his fucking IMDb up in front of me. He's a, he's a robot kid. There's a, there's a In what? In a movie about a robot uh, kid. I can't remember. Robot chip. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Fine. I'll look you. Christ. Now I'm Googling Jay Underwood. <laughs> Jay Underwood robot. I had robot. to do it last night. You can goddamn do it yeah, today. Fine. Uh, anyway, he is acting. Yeah. Like it's it's like they he thought they were gonna give him more money the more he put into every line. <laughs> gee gee whiz, guys, we're gonna go to space and I got flames coming out of my gosh darn hands. Not quite human. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Makes Chip sense. Robot. Except his flames turn into c- poor CGI. Yeah. Oh man. His, the, his like flame on, like when he's fully uh, 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 Mr. Flame gentleman, is hilarious. Do you remember those uh, uh, Beyond the Mind's Eye videos? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, he looks very much like that. Yeah. Or, you know, the Lawnmower Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, anywho, so, uh, uh, I mean, there's not a lot of uh, plot going on. Yeah. The guy who stole the, uh, the, the, spaceship with yeah. somebody called the jeweler and i guess that's a character <laughs> i don't know i guess that's a character his name oliver uh, uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were like did you, steal, diamond. did you steal our diamonds and he was like oh yeah <laughs> uh, that is some regional humor that's some region <laughs> regional references mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> um so anyway, so he uh, uh, so he stole the, uh, and he's got like a, a band of uh, underground misfits, and and they're I just I don't know like homeless or something. So like the homeless stole his diamond, and uh, but also uh, it turns out that guess what, guys, Victor Von Doom was not actually killed. The uh, what Russian doctor was uh. just going to make him into Doctor Doom, which he does, mm-hmm. and Doctor Doom is threatening because he's got. You know, he looks like Doctor Doom. Like he looks enough like the character, but also he's got these little fingernails that pop out of his metal hand. Ooh, what? And that is the scariest thing about him. <laughs> um, uh, scratch you to death. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so what else? The the jeweler looks like Warwick Davis from Leprechaun. So that was entertaining. Uh, spaceship explodes. Uh, I made so many notes, and I don't know why none of them are interesting. Uh. <clears throat> Is the jeweler a real character? Yeah, I looked okay. it up. I guess it is. Oh, uh, really? Um, so terrible, terrible character. So there's, <laughs> so there's a great moment. Like you know how you were saying that there was a moment where uh, Reed Richards goes off and he's like, oh, yeah. he goes off on his own, yeah. kind of thing. Well, in this movie, it's uh, it's uh, Ben Grimm, like the the thing. He's like, uh-huh. uh, "Wow, you guys all at least look normal. I look, I look like poop." <laughs> he's like, "I'm a freak." 
And I'm like, yeah, and your lips move weird, too. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I want to go away. So he goes away. And the jeweler's like, come live underground with us because we're freaks and you're wonderful. You're a freak, too. <laughs> you're so, wonderful. Um, oh, also, the jeweler uh, kidnapped the, the blind lady that he fell in love with earlier. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure why. I guess he just got lucky and kidnapped the right lady. Right. Uh, because he wanted to have her as his princess. I see. And um, and she's like, oh, no, you're gross, jeweler. But then, um, so they, they met once before. Ben Grimm met this woman once before. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, they bumped into each other, and then that was the only contact they had. Right. Uh, and um, so Ben... Okay, before this, though, I'll preface it by saying... Uh, all of their and I don't know if this is a thing in the in the comic books or not. All of their powers come from character traits because Sue Storm is very shy and she always wanted to tell Reed Richards that she loved him, but gosh mm-hmm. darn, she's too shy, so she becomes invisible. And um, uh, Reed Richards is, uh, you know, he just he's, does too many things he's and just he's just stretching stre- himself thin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, that was the thing. And Ben, you, you know, you're always doing, you know, overdoing it when using your strength when your intelligence would have, uh, you know, been better or something. Uh-huh. And uh, John, Johnny, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a joke that I'm not going to make. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's, I guess, I don't know, too hot. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Ben's whole thing was that he, you know, he had this tough exterior, so he becomes a thing. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, the the they're with the jeweler and everything, and this fight ensues with Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom comes, and um, the blind lady is like, "Ben, I love you," <laughs> and she says it like that, and it's fucking awesome. And then he briefly turns back into normal Ben, like Whoa. not thing Ben and then immediately turns back and that's the only time that ever happens they're like well that wasn't necessary at all Uh, only true love (laughs) yeah like literally somebody who barely knows him who only met him once has no idea who he is is like I love you and he's like ooh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah so that happens he says oh uh, and also he says it's clobber in time in pretty much every scene fair (laughs) enough yeah, and then the end is, uh, you know, Reed Richards uh, is uh, him and Dr. Doom are in a castle for some reason, and then he throws Dr. Doom over the castle thing. Oh, good. And, uh, <sighs> and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. There was some pretty funny stuff, but it was just, it was really like unnecessary yeah it was actually kind of sad too because you go like the whole reason they made this movie was to keep the rights mm-hmm. nobody intended for anyone to see this movie yeah well apparently because I was, I was just reading that part of the wikipedia it see it seems like there was a lot of back and forth because there's a ton of quotes from people saying like some of these people say we knew we weren't going to release it but nobody involved making it like knew that and the director and the people in it didn't know that you and then get there's that sense and then there's other people that say like no we put all this we put over a million dollars into this we were gonna release it but then like contracting things came up and like corman had to be bought out and this guy said he was gonna do it and then yeah. and then somebody was gonna pay back the money they used to make it and make another one 
and like redo it, but with more money because right. they thought it showed enthusiasm and like it just seems like and, just and constant. It does show enthusiasm. It shows enthusiasm and it shows roughly seventy five dollars on screen. <laughs> That's it's crazy. It's a, a million dollar budget. I, I'm not yeah. sure, which isn't a lot, but at Most the same of it time, went into the thing costume. Apparently. I was literally just gonna say, I bet a bunch of it went into making the thing's mouth move. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it really does show enthusiasm. Like I feel like they were really making, like, uh, like they making a go was an of attempt it. at yeah, yeah. Uh, they really fell short. It's it's god awful and it's really boring. Okay. Well, two Fantastic Four movies fatally flawed yeah. in yeah. one way or another. Yeah. Uh, you be the judge. Um, can't get this right. You know. Listen. You know what they got to do. Not worry about some big universe and connecting it all in because it'll probably go back to Marvel next. Just set this thing in the fucking sixties. Make it like a little because that's when this makes sense because this shit is goofy as all hell. Yeah, Fantastic Four. It's really hokey. Fucking set it in the time period that it was made in. I would love to see a superhero movie set in the sixties. Yeah, mm. how cool would with that be? The, with that sort of enthusiasm with, of of, of a uh, 60s fantastical movie. yeah space age movie. shit and yeah. you know fucking the world of tomorrow. Like yeah. I would yeah. love to see that. How fun would that be? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Anyway. How fun would it be to talk about an album? Yeah, it would be terrific fun. Oh, well. It would be fantastic. Uh, Greg, as I mentioned at the Four. top of the episode, <laughs> uh, he gave us an album by a band called Viet Cong. This album came out in 2015. This mm-hmm. year, early this year, yep. uh, this band is made up of members that were in another Canadian band called Women mm-hmm. that broke up too early, in my opinion. True. Um, Viet Cong play indie rock, post-punk, art rock kind of stuff. Um, very warm uh, critical reception to this thing when it came out. A lot of uh, big, big reviews for this. A lot of buzz. Yep. I remember they released uh, an EP, I think, of just like four songs that was really buzzed about because it was post-women um, stuff. Yep. So uh, why don't you, what, what, you've been listening to this a lot, and that's, why don't you tell us why you gave it to us? Yeah, I just haven't been able to stop listening to it for a few months now, and it's been just... On the, in the back of my mind, like when I, you know, waiting for a punishment album yeah. time period to come in, and uh, just figure this is the week because I just fucking love this album. It hasn't left my. Uh, it's been you know loaded up on my phone for since I got it, and I can't get rid of it because yeah. it just uh, once a week at least I still listen to it. I've had the album for I don't know six months or something. Yeah, um, I just love 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 it. I think it's uh, it's a grower too. The more I listen to it, the more I like it. I hear all these other little things going on in it. I think it's just a really cool album i'm glad it's uh another notch in awesome canadian albums of the last couple of years which has been a a real thing going on definitely yeah so i just wanted i thought you guys would like it and i thought uh, listeners who are looking for music who haven't heard it yet might like it too uh i'd heard this before yeah uh because i was a big fan of the second album from women yeah that's a great specifically their second one i loved yeah yeah that's got Um, humizer on it yeah yeah that's a fucking hell of a tune and I didn't immediately fall in love with this album, mm-hmm. and so I was excited to come back around on it. Yeah. And Casey, you had not heard this. Not at all. Why don't you start us off, because I'm really interested in your opinion on this. Uh, okay. I The first <laughs> time through listening to it, I was like, there's a lot of cool ideas on here. There's a lot of cool soundscapes. But it's not a bunch of meandery bullshit. It feels like these, like there's a lot of nuance and there's a lot of little, uh, um, 
corners and little pockets of mm-hmm. things where if you're not listening, you won't catch them the first time, but mm-hmm. you catch them the second time and you're like, oh, I don't even know if that was intentional, if the weird little dissonance that yeah. just happened there was yeah. intentional, uh, but it's but it's fucking cool. Uh, and and I could just listen to it and, and just pick out those little things uh, for a long time. It's not samey at all, but it really has uh, a similar... Uh, um, cohesion, like it's it's yeah. it, it really f- hangs together well as an album, but it's not too samey. The production is all really interesting and junky as hell. Yeah, and I lo- I love junky production. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, where this album really falls down for me is uh, I don't like the vocals. Uh, oh really? Yeah, I I don't like that. Um, but that it, this is just a preference thing. It's not like yeah. uh, uh, but I, I don't like the the where all of the um sort of personal um, uh, uh the 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 sort of personality is extracted from the vocals, and the vocals are turned into sort of a chanty underlying thing. Hmm. Um. I, I don't think they're doing anything very interesting, and each subsequent listen made me kind of listen less to the what the vocals were doing and made it feel like they were in the way to me. Huh. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it because it's like that sort of... Um, it's taking what makes a person's singing voice unique and and completely removing that by burying it and making it sort of a gang vocally sound like it's it's it sounds sort of like some doubled up vocals and stuff like that there's no point where you can really hear the personality of the singer and i didn't feel like the vocal melodies were strong enough that that was okay that you could consider the vocals just another instrument okay yeah um, i don't know i quite like the vocals on this album um, i like them but i i i do I know what you're saying. I know what you're yeah. saying. It worked for me, but it works. Bit. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, it, it's it's fully just a preference thing for me. It, yeah, it, it's like it's why I didn't like that Franz Ferdinand band because like I felt like the the vocals there was no uh, personality or anything. I I get that. I feel like for me it works more just because it reminds me of the band Women, and I was really into them. Sure. So I'm kind of familiar with it. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I I came around more on this album with this set of listens. But I'm still not like a hundred percent like so into it. Like mm-hmm. I can put it down, but mm-hmm. but my my thing with this album is that I just I feel like the stuff from this band that really works for me is me holding on to my baggage from the band Women mm-hmm. because I for me this album is bottom heavy. Yeah. I feel like. When we get to uh, Bunker Buster, Continental Shelf, Silhouettes, like those, there's those a kind, are the those, those are, are the, like the solid songs. Those yeah. are the ones that are like really immediate and yeah. really songy. Yeah, I agree. and it is when like like I like Newspaper Spoons as an opener yeah. and Pointless Experience, but I feel like it is kind of like a real kind of slow bringing you into the album. And, and then the third song is so long yeah. and has that repetitive intro for like half of the song, which I I like that song a lot, but it just it's sequenced in a way where it's like one of those real immediate ones could have been a second song and then yeah, kick me into I, I it. I agree and I feel like it was I feel like that was very intentional. Like I feel like it's supposed to like 
just fade you into the yeah. into the sort of intensity of the last songs, which are very strong yeah. or much strong stronger in in their construction. Uh, but I don't think it earns it. Like, and, but I but I also like I said I acknowledge that those songs kind of sound more like songs by the band Women, and I'm I might um, just be kind of say, thinking like like these ones because yeah. it's more of what I remember. No, the back end of the album is stronger than the, yeah. the start. Yeah, or or it is just more songy. Yeah, because it does like do kind of like some weird the weirder artier stuff off the top, yeah. and then just hits you with like four bangers in a row. Yeah, totally. that are just great. I was punk indie I songs. was surprised at how the last song. What's the last song called? Death. 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 Like eleven yeah. minutes. Eleven song. minutes, but it's not meandering. Like no, I was no. Shocked at how they could they sustained eleven minutes yep. of interesting song. Yeah, a bunch of things happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but like a, a bunch of uh, um, again to use the word a bunch of cohesive things. Like yeah. it's not just like this is this movement of the song and then this is where the song yeah. becomes different and does yeah. this thing. Like it's it's it hangs together thread, as an yeah. eleven minute song. Yeah. I was really impressed with that and one thing i was surprised at last week when you gave us this album you said uh uh about track three yeah, yeah. you like, told me stay that way yeah you were like don't worry it doesn't stay that way kind of like that <laughs> I, I i really I, I the 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 rhythm of it the thing is i listened to that song it just so happened that every time i listened to that song i was at my desk at work yeah uh, and i was uh, working on like a pulse sheet or something um <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, bullshit. You know, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> uh, or like I was working on something that that needed my attention. Yeah, and 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 so it was just sort of like backgroundy. But I found found myself uh, like paying attention to that sound yeah. and going like, "This is really cool. Yeah. I really like how those uh, like not really drum, but the sort of percussive, mm-hmm. uh, repetitive percussive thing is, and I like the way it plays off of the sort of ambient bullshit that's going on around it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think for for me this band is uh, like I really dig this album. I think I can dig it more the more I'm gonna keep listening to it. Yeah, but like, I, I it wasn't month one that I lost my mind with this record. It was yeah. around, somewhere around three months in where I was just like, holy fuck, I can't. When did you lose your virginity to this record? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to seem like a whore, so <laughs> you got to hold out. Yeah, um, but it just like I would just find like little parts of it would be stuck in my head, and like I couldn't get past like what what an interesting idea to throw that into a song. Something like Continental Shelf has such a kind of ugly basis to it but when it pops into the chorus it's so so almost ethereal and like yeah. really mm-hmm. pretty things going on in there i'm like this is just impressive pop music almost you know like, yeah yeah <clears throat> i i'm a i'm a big fan of of things like that of like uh, kind of real junky like i said like junky production mm-hmm. of uh real pretty uh, uh pretty melodies and like yeah. and like nice sort of uh like instrumental interplay mm-hmm. i just felt like uh, like I wanted something more from the vocals. Like I yeah. really would have, uh, like I really would have flipped over this album if if the vocals just did something a little more to my liking. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I I am excited for them to do another album. Yeah, because I really want to see debut album yeah. where they go from here. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure, definitely. Yep. Well, Casey, where are you going to go from here? Because you get to give us an album. That's right. I do. Uh, my album uh, this week is not... Uh, I, I was like, you know, I don't want to do the thing where you get stuck in a rut where you're like, well, tell me what this is like. Yeah. Or blah, blah, blah. You know, all the sort of like tropes kind of thing. And then you saw something and you had to do it. Uh, well, actually, no. Something <laughs> okay. happened. And and I was like, oh, I don't know why this is significant. A big thing happened in the world of rap this week uh, in that a rapper called Sean Price died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And all of my friends who are rap fans 
uh, seem to be devastated. Um, Matt Cauley, for, uh, our friend from uh, from the amazing hip hop uh, duo, mm-hmm. well, not band now, yeah. uh, Dream Jefferson, uh, was like super bummed. Um, our buddy Diggs was like super bummed. Like yeah. uh, I was just reading all over Facebook, like people who know hip hop mm-hmm. are super bummed by this, and I'm like, I don't even know who this fucking guy is. <laughs> like I feel like, how did I miss this? Mm-hmm. So he's got an album called Sean Price. Uh, uh, the album is called Mike Tyson, but Mike is spelled M-I-C. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. I've heard a bit of this album. Um, all right, well, listen to the uh, rest of it. Smart I ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, so I just kind of wanted to, I was like, well, w- why not talk about this fella? Um, mm. And and I'll, I'll see kind of what, what the big deal is. All right. Yeah. Well, we will do that. Uh, I haven't heard it, so... I feel like I've heard the name before. Yeah. I heard uh, it because uh, Matt Colley went off on it about yeah. how good it was in 2012 or whatever. Yeah. 13. Cool. Something like that. So we'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you uh, like it already, let us know. But if uh, you're going to check it out with us, let us know. Yeah. And uh, now we'll roll for movies next week. That's right. Uh, this week, speaking of of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, there's there, a, there's another yeah. tie in here. There is the big hip hop week. Exactly. A movie coming out called this Straight is, Outta Compton. This mm-hmm. is one of like the I think top 3 movies like anticipated movies for you, of yeah. the, of the summer for mm-hmm. me. Have you you guys have seen the trailer? Oh yeah, oh, yeah it looks sure. really good. Holy fuck, it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks totally. Great. So, uh the story of NWA. Mm-hmm. Uh biopic style. We're going to check that out and see what it is all about. Um but we have to pair it with a movie. Would we pair it with Greg? Uh <laughs> What did we do? The first one? Yeah. 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 Are are we there yet? Right? Yeah, we're there. Yeah, we're at the we're part there. where you tell yeah, us. Uh, yeah. what are movie? we there yet? Yeah. <laughs> are we at that point where Ice Cube was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we there yet? Yeah. Yeah. Ice Cube's real first crazy step motherfucker into... named Ice Cube made a family movie. Yeah. yeah. Called Are We There Yet? Yeah. So why not? Why not? Yeah. Tie it all crazy in. Crazy motherfucker from Disney. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. <laughs> is it, is it, are we done yet? Was about building a house, right? Or something. Because I feel like Are We There Yet was a road trip movie, yeah, right? He's got to drive his family or yeah. something. Yeah, Ugh. I think because are, are we done yet? They're on like a ladder on the, and I think it's about like we're oh. building a house, but there's animals. Yeah, around. I feel like <laughs> is he like maybe yeah. wacky things That's are happening. Plot. We're building a house, but there's animals around. <laughs> Isn't it like he's like the kids he's taking on the road trip like aren't his kids or something? Isn't he like the new? I guess like, yeah, stepdad yeah. or something, something like that. Yeah, I like know. I guess kids it was something. a successful <laughs> kidnapping, and now he's building them a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to keep these kids there still somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's building a house yeah. to to uh, uh, to um, imprison children. <laughs> yeah, it was a good day. I didn't have to use my AK on these yet? kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the third one. Are they dead yet? Are they dead yet? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Casey's dang. gonna roll four. Are we there yet? Versus straight to the Compton. Don't roll on the carpet. <laughs> That's a three. three? Oh, yep. all right. Oh, no. I'm gonna roll uh, uh. a nine. Oh, it's a strong no, one. Guys, all right. I want to see this movie. <laughs> Greg is rolling. He's got to beat a three. That's an eight. That's an eight. Yeah. Yeah. Casey is back to back losing. Yeah. I'm in a real slump here. Guys. <laughs> oh my god. Garbage. All right. Well, we will talk about Straight Outta Compton and that album, yeah. Mike Tyson. Yep. And we will also talk about Are We There Yet? 
Sounds like a real nice time. Are we yeah. at the point there in the episode where we got to talk about Beverly Hills 90210? Oh, yeah. Oh, we oh, we sure are. are. All right. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Well, Greg is going to take us through an episode of season three, Beverly Hills 90210 in 90210. Yeah, Relay. All three of us have never watched this show before we started doing this segment. We are watching episodes of 90210 and relaying the information back to each other. Mm. This week, Greg is watching one and telling us, and we will uh, continue next week with me and then Casey and on, so on and so forth. That's right. Into the sunset. Until the end of time. Yes. Beat it, beat it. All right, what is this episode about? Uh, this episode is called Back in the High Life Again. Woo! Uh, sorry, is this about Steve Winwood? I was hoping so. All the doors I close one time. <laughs> Open up again. Um, so, uh, the episode starts with like a swanky limo driving all over the place in Beverly Hills. We're getting Ooh. a lot of like shots of Beverly Hills. And then we get inside the limo, or you know, uh, and it's Dylan and his dad. His dad's been newly freed from jail. Yeah, drinking scotch in the back of a limo. All Dylan's right. drinking a bottle of Is water. Is floozy there? No, nah, it's just the two of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I meant Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and Dylan's dad's like, oh, "That's great," and he's like, "How'd you get out, anyways?" Like, I don't know. Lawyers did some stuff. I didn't ask any questions. I was like, "Get me out." And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll have a party at the hotel. Why don't you uh, bring all your friends? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Uh, this man, I've been in prison for two years. You know what? I can't wait yeah. to just hang out with some teenagers. Yeah, why don't you uh, bring me some high school girls? <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's getting hammered. Oh, good golly. Uh, and, of course, Dylan's dad is played by the dad from the Hogan family. Yep. Ooh. Uh, he was also on Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, then they get out of the limo, and there's all kinds of paparazzi around. They can't wait to take pictures and ask some questions. He kind of loves He loves it. Of yeah. course he does. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. Hey, free man. Uh, he like, yeah, he likes the attention. Then we cut to uh, Kelly's house. Kelly and David is uh, where they live with their mom and David's dad, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, and mom is yelling at David's dad, Mel. Uh, yeah, because he's fucking around on That's her. That's right. She's like, uh, he's he was banging the 19-year-old dental assistant he works with. I didn't realize it was that. Oh, hey guys, God. guys. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um... Yeah, and then David's like, uh, hey, he did the same thing to my mom. It was just a different 19-year-old dental assistant. I'm like, oh. Gross. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And David's like, I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't want to go live with my dad in some crappy apartment somewhere. And, like, I, you know, I didn't want to live with my mom for some reason. And he's all bummed out. Uh, and then uh, Dylan calls to invite them to his dad's party. <laughs> And uh, Kelly's like, yeah, I'll go. And David's like, I got to study with Donna. And they're like, all right, whatever. Uh, then Probably at the Walsh. The best. Huh? Probably for the best. Don't Pro- come to this party where a guy's going to try and screw under, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. young women. Um, so then we're at the Walsh house. And uh, Dad, uh, Jim, he sees a bit of the whole the, the Dylan's dad, Being Jack. Out, yeah. Jack McKay sees him on TV doing his thing, and he scoffs. <laughs> uh, and uh, then Dylan calls to invite Brenda to, her, to his dad's party, 
and dad's like or jim dad's like no you're not going to that i don't want you near that guy you know he's guy he went to jail for uh fraud he's yeah, got why money it, laundering why does it dilly dylan and dilly <laughs> why is it old dilly dilly uh, come on dilly dilly why does it dylan understand that this is a dumb idea like my dad's out of jail. Let's have a he big need, party. He wants a relationship with his dad. He thinks this is the time where he's going to straighten out. I thought he hated his dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was in a different season, and but, other writers are like, we need yeah. something to do. Oh, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> but he's a out party. of jail, so he's good he's now. Great. Yeah, I like love a, my dad. A party is not how you do that. Sitting no. down and having a one on one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Session or something. Dad, these are the things you need to do not to yeah. go to jail again. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Jim's like, no, 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 no. That guy went to jail for fraud. He's got money laundering, bribery, mob connections. I don't want you near him. I'm going to go to this party. Yeah. Because <laughs> this guy sounds cool. fucking awesome. <laughs> I cannot wait to Casio jam with that yeah. dude. Uh, <laughs> at the Peach Pit. What's my phone doing? Come on, you piece of crap. Uh, at the Peach Pit, Steve... Wants Brandon to come to a Lakers game instead of going to Dylan's lame party with his dad. Good idea. Yep. Why not? Brandon's like, whatever, I don't know, I gotta work. But then he's like, hey, Steve, do you want to get on this action on this b-ball betting stuff I do? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Brandon's got the bug. Oh, Brandon, uh uh-oh. Yeah, oh, Brandon, you dummy. And, uh, but Steve's like, Brandon betting on basketball is a sucker's bet. And, uh, Brandon's like, whatever. And then he's like, hey, Nat, call Duke and put 100 on the Lakers for me. It's an easy buck. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh. I, guess, I didn't realize he did it through Nat, who has yeah. his own bookie named Duke. Oh, yeah. He was doing it all through Joey Tatas. Yeah. There's a whole little, What's going on here? This, anyway, then we cut to Andrea, and she's talking to Steve about hair color. Uh-huh. And flavor. Yeah. And it's really boring. And I'm like, what is this? So they're like, they don't know. They don't know what to do with Andrea. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Run her over. Now she <laughs> wants to color her hair. Uh. <laughs> what do teenagers like to do? Yeah. <laughs> Get run over. Change hair color. In this episode, Andrea thinks about changing her hair color. In the end, though, she doesn't. Uh, and Steve's like, uh, go blonde. It'll be radical or something like that. And she's like, ah. Then we're... <laughs> I'm highly suggestible. <laughs> Next episode, what shoes will she buy? <laughs> will she wear the hypercolor t-shirt? Ooh, yes. <laughs> Very good. She's thinking about her new glasses. <laughs> um, then we're at the party. We're at Jim Jack McKay's party. And everyone's wearing suits and ties and stuff. And they're just hanging out in like an apartment, essentially. It's at weird. the party? Like yeah. the kids? Yeah, Dylan's wearing a full suit. And people are like kind of like in gown wear or whatever. And it turns out no, not any of Dylan's friends can come to the party except for Kelly. She shows up and she's there. And he's like, whatever, you're here. Do you want to meet my dad? <laughs> oh, and, man. Uh, They're setting this back up for some some romance. Oh, think, oh listen. God, I hope Kelly gets together with Dylan's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff goes down this episode, boys. Okay. I'll tell you that. Oh, no. Uh, Is so, it Kelly? She meets she meets dad and he's like whatever uh, meets and stuff and blah 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 and then his lawyer buddy's got to leave and then uh, Dylan turns to uh, his dad's uh, lady there and he's like Jack's entourage is bigger in the old days and she's like well he had more money in the old days mm. 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 yeah so it really makes you think about friendship huh guys really mm. does so Brenda 
is worried about Kelly being at the party with Dylan, and she's telling this to Brandon, who does not give a shit because he's watching the basketball game. That <laughs> Sorry, he's I thought you on. just I thought you just called him Mister Brandon. <laughs> she's telling Mister Brandon, <laughs> and Mister Brandon's like, I'm watching the basketball. Yeah, uh, he's watching the basketball game. He's got money on. And he does not give a shit. Uh, Why didn't she go then again? Huh? Because dad she... said no. Oh, yeah. 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 Brandon was just like, fuck Dylan. Yeah. I got gamblings. And she's gimblins. like, how long? She's like, you're really into gimblins. this. <laughs> I got my gamblings. I got my gamblings on tonight. My name is Dilly. <laughs> Here comes your Dilly and his gamblings. <laughs> Brindy and Dilly. <laughs> oh, Dilly and Mr. Brandon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what just happened? You going to Dilly's party tonight? Yeah. Brandon. <laughs> Dilly and Mr. Brandon have a gambling party. Um, We're dumb. Uh, where am I? All right, so <laughs> in a basement. Yeah, d- where Br- are any of us? Brenda's <laughs> like, oh, you're really into this gambling stuff, Brandon. He's like, Jesus Christ! I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do anything. I get good grades. Like, <laughs> screw off! I like to gamble a little bit because it makes sports more entertaining. Oh my God, he's freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to let loose somehow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all pent up. I'm freaking out. <laughs> um, so that that's that. And then Dylan and Kelly are talking on the balcony and talking about parents and stuff like that and shibbity bap and he's like why don't you stay here with me tonight and she's like no and he's like why don't we go swimming then <laughs> and she's oh. like oh, alright so they go swimming and they they have a splash fight that turns out into turns Ooh. into a make out session it's a one way ticket to make out town it always right. does yeah yeah he knows what's up he <laughs> yeah. took her to the pool for a reason um. So uh, and she's like, so this means you're choosing me and our little choosy thing that happened before. You know about the choosy stuff. Uh, and, yeah, uh, but I thought and like, I thought we worked uh, this out. Yeah. I thought everybody hated Dylan. Was no. like nobody's gonna fuck that no, guy anymore. He's like, yeah, I know. I decided to choose you because I guess I'm here trying to bang you in a yeah, pool. Yeah, I decided to choose you because uh, you're the one that's right in front of me. Right yeah, it totally feels that way. But whatever. Oh, so Dilly. he's like, yeah, and she's Dilly. like, great, but we have to tell Brenda and he's like sure sure and he's like she's like no I <laughs> he's mean. like sure oh fuck <laughs> and she's like no I mean like we have to tell her about this summer when we were fucking around behind her back yeah because she's like I don't want to lose my friend wait I thought they already did no no she, but Brenda knows that Dylan had a girl on the side yeah doesn't know it was Kelly and yeah, Brenda knows that like but there Brenda, was interest there, and that that it almost happened. I think she knows that like it was implica- implicated between them, right? But so then Brenda's a f- fucking idiot, yeah, because she knows that there's interest between the two of them, yeah, and that they hung out that summer. I think didn't she and get that she didn't Dylan catch them like, around, uh, like? Did Brenda catch Dylan like in her making out or something at some point? Yeah, they're they're yeah. leaving uh, dinner, a uh, romantic yeah. dinner together right after Brenda broke up with Dylan. So I don't then think that she the, ran into Dylan yeah. and Kelly at a restaurant, and they were like very. I don't think that obviously the, together at the restaurant. The, I don't. Yeah. I don't That's think the show you know. is implying that Brenda has no idea they were ever involved. Right. I just don't think she knows the extent of it. No, like, no, that, no, like, no. She doesn't know at all that something happened with them in the summer. But she knows that they were hanging out a lot, and she got yeah. mad at them about She's it. She's a dummy. I don't know. She is the fucking dumbest. Okay, yeah. well you've seen the episodes. So. Uh, yeah, these these were both my episodes. Definitely yeah. that that the uh, dinner scene and stuff. So I'm all I'm, I'm in it. All right, I'm <laughs> this is in. your this is this your is, area. This is my here. zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the splash blap. And let's we got to tell Brenda about this summer. And he's yeah. like, okay. She's not gonna like it. Yeah, because Brenda doesn't know they were like sneaking around like behind her back, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like frolicking in 
they seem to have a thing for water. Yeah. Yeah. They frolicked in the water while she was away chasing Dean Kane. That's yeah. Right. They slept on the beach or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, so then Andrea and Donna go to a salon to look at hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down the drama. Uh, yeah. And Andrea's like, I want little, I don't want to just dye my hair. I want like the, you know, the little, she's like highlights. She's like, yeah, highlights. I love, I love that some writer was like, or like Darren Starr was like, uh, we need to start mixing it up. The same people are hanging out. We need to... Who doesn't hang out that much? <laughs> I guess, like, Steve and Andrea don't. What would they possibly have to talk about? Hair. <laughs> what do they both have? Yeah, what's the one characteristic uh, they both have? Definitely have hair. Hair. Yep. What's the most interesting <laughs> thing about both of them? Hair. And <laughs> yeah, so uh, she's like, oh, highlights, and Donna's thinking red. That'd be good with your complexion. And she's like, oh, that's so crazy, though. She's like, no, it isn't. Uh, she's like, it's time for change. I'm not going to <laughs> no, Yale looking like up. a geek. Yeah, all right. Uh, so this is an interesting storyline. Then back at uh, Dylan's dad's hotel, dad's like, yeah, I'm pretty much out of money with all the lawyer fees, but, I, you know, I got a little bit stashed away that nobody knows about. <laughs> And uh, whatever. And uh, he, uh, Dad, Jack McKay wants to know if uh, Jim is doing a good job with managing Dylan's trust fund. And Dylan's like, well, yeah, it seems to be. Jim's a pretty no-nonsense guy. He's responsible and stuff. I get a check every week. And he's like, yeah, but is he doing a good job <laughs> with the money? He's like, yeah, he's like, the money is there. He's like, no, is he doing a good job <laughs> with the money? I feel like so, you're leading me somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wants, so, you know, he was like, I got to meet this Jim. Uh, wants a slice of that pie. Yeah. yeah. Money. Uh, so Brenda. Oh. Brenda is, But also pie, if there is some. <laughs> yeah, he might be interested in some pie. Yeah. I'd be. Sure. I've been in prison for two years. You know what? I don't think they have in prison is pie. Uh, or, guys, well, let's say good pie. I've never been to prison even once. No. And I'm very interested in pie. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yep. Um, so Brenda is super mad that she couldn't go to the party, and Kelly went. And, yeah, you know, so she's definitely already feeling some like weirdness about it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so she's telling that she's bitching about this at home. The phone rings, and it's Jack McKay calling, looking for Jim. Jim gets on the phone. He's like, "Uh huh." He's cold and kind of standoffish, and just like, "Whatever." He wants to meet. We will meet. He's like, "Call my secretary. We will chat." Brenda thinks that he wants Dylan's money. And then, you know, Dad's yep. like, listen, I can't talk about client stuff. Uh, David and his dad talk, Mel, and David's like... He says I can't talk about client stuff? Yeah. He's not a psychiatrist. He's a fucking accountant. <laughs> Settle down, Jim. Well, Jim, he's very, uh, very important. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, David's talking with his dad about the fucking whole shit, and his dad's like, look, I blew it. I'm, I'm out there. I'm, apart, I'm apartment hunting. That's what's happening. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry, son. I have a problem with monogamy. I can't be with one woman. You know, even though I just had a baby with this one. And Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's a scumbag, and David just, like, digs into him. David gives him the gears. He's like, this is bullshit. You know, <laughs> you just gears. did this to mom. There's a baby here, and now I've got to move again. Yeah. Uh, you know, I gotta lose a sister because you can't keep your hands off of girls in white uniforms. Go, David. Storms yeah. out. Yeah, I like, didn't even get to bone my sister yet. Yeah. <laughs> Did he wrap it? 
<laughs> Did a little dance move out the door. Yeah. Um, I thought like, you were my l- dad and you're making me mad. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last you're going to see in my silk shirt. <laughs> uh, Kelly and Dylan are all flirty at school. They're having a lovely time. And they're like, we got to tell Brenda. And, and Dylan's like, I don't know. And uh, then Brenda's coming over and he's like, here's your chance, Kel. And then she doesn't do it. They talk for a bit, but it, she just doesn't get into it. Um, and uh, then Dylan runs into Steve and Brandon. He's like, hey, thanks for coming to my dad's party. Oh, oh, and, oh wait, you didn't. Yeah. You let Dilly down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come, hey, Mr. Brandon. <laughs> 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 Mr. Mr. Brandon, why didn't you go to Dilly's party? <laughs> Is Dilly going to start talking in the, he call, the he third talks person? He third person. <laughs> Dilly's really let down. But uh, not coming to Dilly's party. You're Dilly. <laughs> Steve, stay out of this. This is between Dilly and Mr. Brandon. <laughs> hey, Dilly, you want a pickle? Is it Dill? <laughs> No, never mind then. Uh, oh, Dilly, stop dilly dallying. Oh, Dilly and Mr. Brand. Oh, the adventures they have. <laughs> oh, Mr. Brandon. Mr. Brandon. Where's, where's Mr. Brandon? Is he hanging with Dilly again? They're getting into some real trouble. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Um... Somebody oh. make a Matt Matt Colley if you're listening. Make a po- make like an adventure movie poster yeah. with Dilly and Mr. Brandon. Dilly and Mr. Brandon <laughs> in the Adventure Beyond Time or something. <laughs> uh, the Great Cheeseburger Escape. Yeah, the, the, the Great Cheeseburger Escape starring Dilly and Mr. Brandon. <laughs> uh, use the hamburger the motion picture. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Um. All right. Where the fuck am I? Uh. Yeah. Dylan. <laughs> Dilly goes to Mr. Brandon and Steve and he's like, you guys didn't come to the party. And Steve's like, oh, I had tickets to the basketball game otherwise. And Dylan's like, you wouldn't have come anyway. Ooh. Oh, oh man. truth bomb. Yeah. And, Dylan, and Steve's yeah. kind of like, well, yeah. <laughs> look, it was either come to your party yeah. or die Andrea's hair. <laughs> I had to make a decision. The hair's not going to die itself. Yeah. Yeah. Makeover, makeover, makeover. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then Dylan storms off, and Steve and Mr. Brand are like, Dilly! <laughs> Dilly! <laughs> Dilly! Dilly! Oh. Uh, and Donna and Andrea work on her hair. Oh, man. And David dramatic. shows up, and he's whining about his situation, and Andrea's like, why don't you just stay with Kelly and her mom and the baby? And uh, Donna's like, yeah, you should ask. And he's like, huh. Never then, thought of it this way. At the Peach Pit, uh, Brandon's like, hey, Nat, you got that 100 bucks I won off that game? And Nat's like, I forgot to place your bet with Duke. Oh, you fucked up. Oh, my God. Now you owe him 100 bucks. Ta-ta. Brandon's like, what? And then Steve's like, hey, maybe he didn't forget, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe he took he's the money. Just maybe he only hits shit. you up when you lose. Totally. And Brandon's like, no. And then Nat comes over and he's no. like, here, here's, take a take hundred bucks. Here's the hundred yeah. bucks you would have won. Yeah. That's and what Brandon's he fucking like, owes no, him. you know what? I don't want the money. Instead, I want Duke's phone number. I want to, I want to place my own bets with Duke. Yeah. Yeah. And Nat's like, oh, Brandon, I don't know. 
And he's like, I'm a grown man. I work at the Peach Pit. <laughs> I should have a gambling problem. Yeah. <laughs> no time. Yeah. Uh, I'm a grown man with mood swings. I should add something <laughs> else into this Don't pot. have a grown man with grown man yeah. mood swings. Come on, Nat. Don't don't tell Mr. Brandon what no. he can't do. <laughs> don't make Mr. Brandon get dilly on this case. <laughs> First of all, Mr. Brandon is at least as big a scumbag as you are, Nat. So... <laughs> So Nat's like, ooh, I guess he's going to do it. And then uh, Jim and Jack and Dylan all sit down and meet, and they want to. And Jack's like, we're going to take the trust fund back. We're going to manage Dylan's money. And Jim's like, I don't think that's a good idea, honestly. Um, and I'm like, uh, I don't think that's any of your fucking business, Jim. <laughs> it's their money. Um, well, Jack, I don't think can do anything with it because he's a felon. Yeah, yeah. So it has to. There has to be three signatures to turn over the trust fund. Dylan, right? Dylan's mom and Jim, right? Because Jim has like power of attorney over the trust fund, mm-hmm. you know, right? Because he is in charge of it. So okay. So Jack doesn't have anything to do with it. But then he's like, Dylan, Jim's like, I don't think this is a good idea at all. And then Jack's like, Dylan, wants you, hey, Dilly, wants you step outside? I'm going to talk to Jim here. Yeah. And then he's like, listen, Jim, I think you, you got to back off here. It's uh, This is my family, and I appreciate your help, but uh, it's time for us to take over this little thing. Yeah. He's like, and I'm, uh, I'm going to just call Dylan's mom because I know her a little better than you do, don't I, Jim? And Jim's looking like, <laughs> So then we cut to... Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Brandon and Miss Brenda are uh, bickering away, and Brenda is wondering if Dylan's dad is is a bad guy, just like Dad Jim says he is. And uh, and she's like, and Dylan's even more distant now that his dad's back. And then uh, what, what the fuck? And then Dylan and his dad and Kelly all toast the future of the money that's going to come back mm-hmm. to them. Um, and. Uh, Dad has to take a call and he takes it in the other room. Dad, Jim or Jack, Dad, Jack McKay, Jack yeah. Dad, Dilly's Dad, Dilly Dad, Dilly's Dad. There's, there's Jack Dad and Jimmy Dad. Yeah. Dilly Dad, yeah. Dilly Dad's got to take a phone I call. Still Dilly don't, Dad, <laughs> yeah, Dilly Dad, Dilly Dad. I still don't understand why Dylan Dilly thinks Dilly that. This is a good, like I know that he wants a relationship with his well, dad, here, but it listen, seems like such a stretch for him right to be here. like, "Yeah, I'll give you all my money back." He, yeah. Suddenly, he just trusts his dad and yeah. he doesn't care about money, man. He's oh, Dilly, man. Yeah, I'm Dilly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dilly. <laughs> that sounded like Arnold. I'm Dilly. Dilly. I'm Dilly. You son, son of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> um, so, so Dilly Dad is thinking call in the other room. Kelly's like, this is all pretty crazy. And, and Dylan's like, I care about more about having a relationship with my dad than I do about the money. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I care more it. about Dilly Dad than I do about my Dilly Dad. <laughs> <laughs> There are some Boku bucks and all, but <laughs> Mr. Dylan's got to make some decisions. I also love alliteration. <laughs> I still don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then we, we overhear Dilly Dad on the phone, uh-huh. uh, and he's like, "Listen, just I'll take care of it. I'm getting I'm getting the money from yeah. the trust fund." Turns out his dad's Richard Nixon. <laughs> 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 Um, so he's got some kind of crazy shit going on, and he's going to get that fucking trust fund money. Oh, uh, Dylan no and Kelly good. leave the hotel, and they make out in the lobby a little bit, and she won't stay the night until she's talking to Brenda and <sighs> stuff like that, that shit out. And fine, we'll talk to her after school tomorrow. Kelly gets home, and her mom is like, what are you doing walking in at 2? And she's like, I'm sorry, it was that dad's party and shit. Never. 
And my guy wasn't waiting up. I just can't sleep. Mel left today, and I'm all bummed out. And they hear them be crying, and they go in. But David's already gone in, and he's taking care of the baby. And he's doing a, such a good job at it. And he's like, oh, I really miss this. You know, I already missed the crying baby in the middle of the night. And then the mom's like, you know what? Why do you have to miss it? You should just stay here. Your dad is a piece of shit, and he left me with nothing. It's about time I started taking something back, and you're a part of this family. So you're going to stay here with us. Your, your your dad left us with with nothing. It's my turn to take something back. So I'm Stop just going to take sons. his son. <laughs> uh, finders keepers, <laughs> losers reapers. So uh, yeah, David's going to stay. He looks so happy. And at school the next day, uh, Brenda and Dylan talk. He's got a lot of things on his mind, and she's like, "But let's not let our dads come between us." <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. Because the whole trust fund thing. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Andrea, uh, her she's done her hair, and she looks exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she comes in and sees Donna and David, and she's like, ta-da. And they're <laughs> like, hey, it looks great. Yeah, they're and like, then, oh, you can't do anything right. Yeah, and then she leaves, and David's like, her hair looks exactly the same. And Donna's like, no, it is like a little stuff with a thing in the boo. And she's like, well, why did you say it looked good then? And he's like, my dad always said that smart women want to be told they look beautiful, and beautiful women want, are, uh, want to be told they look smart, or, or that they are smart. And she's like, well, which one am I? And he's like, you're beautiful and smart. And she's like, you're an idiot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's a weirdly sexist thing to say. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then Mr. Brandon. Mr. Brandon's sitting around with Steve. And uh, he's got to like, he won some bet. And he's like, uh, yep, I got to meet up with Dookie later. And I was like, don't call him <laughs> don't that, call buddy. Him that. Don't call him that. <laughs> no. That's that's what I call it when I have to use the bathroom. Oh God, excuse me, I gotta go meet up with Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go drop Dookie off at the pool. <laughs> um, and uh, then Andrea comes in, and uh, they do not notice her hair. But then Steve figures it out because they've had the conversation, and he's like, you know, look, yeah, yeah, no, I know it's different with you, and it's uh, radical, a winky wink. And Brandon doesn't get it. He's like, what? <laughs> And then they're in Dilly. Brandon, uh, Dilly and Mr. Brandon are in class later, and they kind of make up. Dilly's like, hey, man, I'm sorry I got angry the other day, but uh, I know you're like a good friend and stuff. But uh, look, some stuff might be going down, and uh, Brenda's not going to want to see me or hear about me or anything for a while. So, uh, you know, and Brandon's like, oh, cool. So it's really going down, huh? <laughs> uh, Brandon, oh, like, cool. is this the end of Dilly and Mr. Brandon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're good, right? I don't give a shit. And but Dylan's Dilly's like, uh, um, you, you know, look out for your sister though. She's gonna need it. And Brandon's Mr. Brandon's like, oh, uh oh, oh. Then uh, later that that day, the Kelly and Dylan show up at the Walsh house and they go to see Brenda and they're like, hey, we need to talk. Let's go for a walk. So they go for a walk and then they. We cut to like halfway through their walk, and Bre- Brenda's freaking out because they've told her that they're dating now, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh God, I didn't think you were gonna actually choose one of us." And but yeah, she's so pissed. yeah, because it's messed up. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, she's so pissed off, and she's like, "And Dylan's such a dick because she's really upset for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. warranted upsetness." 
And she's like, I don't even want to hear it. She's like, there's something else we want to talk to you about. And she's like, I don't even want to hear it. And then Dylan's like, yeah, well, you're going to hear it, Brenda. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know why. We're going to rub this in your face, Brenda, (laughs) all right? This is the only way I can get a boner, Brenda. (laughs) This is how Dilly works. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so then they they tell her uh, about last summer and that Kelly was the girl. And Brenda's just fucking livid. Yeah. She's just like, I thought you were my friends. You're both lying to me. You're yeah. the fucking worst. I yeah. hate you both. Never talk to me again. Yeah. Awesome. It's about fucking time that's yeah. what happened. I that's know. Not what, that's not, they're going to talk. <laughs> uh, this is a TV show. The next episode, they'll run into each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I and, can only imagine. And no. And she storms off, and, that, and that's the end of the episode. Damn. Yeah. I hope I that. I hate you both. Never talk to me again. Yeah. Good. She's fucking right. She is right, but the show will find a way to make them friends again, I imagine. Do it, sure. (laughs) I just want to know about the continuing adventures of Dilly and Mr. Brandon. Dilly and Mr. Brandon. (laughs) Tune in next week to find out. Okay. Uh, Are they going to escape that big cheeseburger? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Next week. I ordered my cheeseburger with extra cumin. Mr. Brandon said, Dilly, use your magic cumin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sprinkles it on everybody. He's got it in his sack. Ow, my eyes. <laughs> Cumin, my weakness. Oh, my delicious eyes. <laughs> He's blowing cumin on everything. What's uh what's Mr. Brandon do? He's he just missing. He freaks Mr. out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just uh freaks out and punches everybody in the face all the time. <laughs> Gambling problems them all to death. Yeah. Uh, I bet I'm gonna punch I, you in the face. Or I'm gonna get drunk and dance. <laughs> uh this now stopped. Uh, okay. Well, let's. Uh, uh, that's a okay. perfect segue, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Joke over. Okay. <laughs> Can we say that now after every joke? My joke yeah, over. I will only segue with. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. If you'd like to find us online, as I mentioned, SYNWPC on Facebook and Twitter. Please go to modernsuperior.com. Comment on our episode with thoughts about what we've been talking about this week. Uh, throw in your opinions on things there. Uh, you can also listen to episodes of Flight School. They got a good episode about X-Files up this week. Uh, Let's Scare Matthew Price to Death has a great one about the original haunting with uh, Justin, De- no, uh, Peter Kaplowski. And lots more uh, on the website, Super Zero and others. Uh, word. Ghost Rider. Uh, you can yeah rate and review us on iTunes and email us at info at modernsuperior.com. Tell all your friends about us. Not the dumb ones, though. Yeah. And as always, dilly on out of here, listeners. Yeah. Dilly, Mr. Brandon. We'll see you next Wednesday. Goodbye, Internet. Bye, Internet. Bye. Bye. Dilly. Dilly. This has been a presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.